Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. For those of you joining us for the first time, Bad Storytellers is a podcast about a small group of amateur writers who submit and critique each other's work as well as discuss the written media we consume. It's like a book club but with a wider focus. Our group submissions are shared on our website, badstorytellers.com, and you can download them there if you'd like to read along with us. Additionally, we also accept your submissions for critique. If you would like some feedback with the same candor that we give each other, send in your submission to badstorytellers at gmail.com. Entries must be 10 pages or less. Additionally, at the end of each show, we roll the dice, pick three genres, and come up with a movie idea. Once we decide upon a name, we record the trailer for your listening pleasure. Enjoy. Welcome to Bad Storytellers, a podcast about a small group of writers in Titusville, Florida. I'm the host, Josh LaForge, and with me today is Liam Malone. Get you, gala. Doug Banks. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I have no idea. And Max Wessel. I'm back, friends. Okay. He's not dead. I lied. Yeah, Max was uh, Max was sick with the plague last week. Yeah. Um, but so on this podcast, we typically discuss uh, the media we consumed in the past week, and then we talk about our own submissions of written media and, and criticize each other. And at the end of this episode and every episode, we roll we the dice. We kiss. We roll the dice, and we find three genres of film, workshop a film, and then record the trailer for your listening pleasure. I like the thing we do where we pass the dice from mouth to mouth without opening our mouth. <laughs> What's – is – What's that called? When the napkin that you has do it with a the name. napkin. That, that, yeah. has, that has suck, a name. Suck is blow it? or something like that. Well, no, I seen people yeah. do it with playing cards in the movie Clueless. Oh well, then it's got to be true. <laughs> if it was in Clueless, <laughs> yeah, Clueless is a cultural. Shakespeare wrote that shit. He did. Shakespeare totally wrote that mm-hmm. shit. And you know what? All Shakespeare would be better with Paul Rudd in it. It's gonna say what would be worse with Paul Rudd in it? Caligula and Schindler's, uh, Schindler's List. List. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty I'll universal. Say, the Avengers. <laughs> Oh. oh no! I'm just kidding. No, well done, well done. I love it. I love okay. it. Okay, all right. So it's like my new favorite. We have two retractions. The clip of Arnold attacking the journalist wasn't on Dragnet. It was on a '70s TV show called The Streets of San Francisco. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. Also, I said expectation is the enemy of delight, and I didn't know who said it. It was okay. I have no idea who this guy is. It was David I, Duke. No, I, I <laughs> sorry, I had no idea who this guy was. But his name is David Bedingfield. He is a singer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I looked him up on Google, and he's not bad. On his website, there is a very racy music video where he's banging some chick in the water, and then the water like gets bloody and stuff. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, but it's it's actually it's pretty good. Right. <laughs> it's it's not bad. You guys okay. seen the video of Bjork attacking a journalist? Yes, that was good. Get out of my face! Okay. Yeah. So it's been a week. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been two for Max. Let's talk about what we did and read and saw. Liam. Uh, the big thing I'm taking is I saw The Big Short. That movie was totally awesome. 
Yeah. Does anyone know what it is? Has no. Heard anything about it? I've heard that title before, uh, but I have no idea. The guy who made Talladega Nights and Step Brothers decided he wanted to make a drama about the housing collapse of 2008. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. with um Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. What a dream Christian boat. Bale mm-hmm. and Steve Carell are in it. Fucking Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> no, it is. Um, it's it's shot super dramatically. Uh, all the actors kill in it. It's really informative and funny and entertaining at the same time. It's got a lot of good tension. Um, it was a really, really, really good movie. Cool. Mm. All right, I'm sold. They reminded me like about the same time that other movie about the Catholic priests came out. Spotlight. Spotlight. Yeah, I want to see that one too. They they, they look like, the trailers for them are very similar. Yeah. I, I can't imagine them being very similar movies. No, no, but yeah, the way that yeah. it's it's about like a hidden intrigue with a bunch of people about about a real event, who, yeah, who are uh, yeah. and a bunch of people who aren't directly involved, but like trying to figure out what's going investigating on. it. Which you know? one would be better for Paul Rudd to be in? Ooh, the Big Short, probably, probably the Big, big Short. short yeah. yeah, from the sound of it, I hear Mark Ruffalo is amazing in in the Spotlight movie. I do like Mark and Ruffalo. Michael Keaton. Did Michael Keaton win an award? I don't know. I think he did. Anything else? Uh, I uh, rewatched Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, and I forgot how much I enjoy it. And then I saw it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I really, really like this movie." I really want to rewatch it again, just for the moment where he and Julia Roberts throw the wine glasses. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of yeah. There's lots of there's lots of good throwaway jokes. Um, My favorite thing is throwing away wine glasses. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about it is I was trying to find a spy movie that existed in that era that was better at being a spy movie than that movie that wasn't really a spy movie. Um, and it just doesn't exist. It was the best spy movie made. I'm told uh, the man from Uncle is really good. It's I haven't seen supposed it. to be um, my yeah. My dad and my sister saw it. We have it on DVD sitting at my house. I haven't seen it yet. Um, the only reason That's I want to see Ritchie, it is right? Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're like it's a Guy Ritchie movie. Oh really? Because the trailer made it, made it seem like it was a little more like a James Bond ripoff. Fantastical. Like like it wasn't as set in reality as it wasn't cl- as close to reality as other Guy Ritchie films. I mean, I guess. I, I haven't seen it. I've, I I, seen it I've only heard good things from people that's, who saw it. That's just the vibe I got from the trailer. I but haven't seen it. I would like to I, see I it. I like the show it's based on yeah. kind of a lot. Definitely. I've never seen the show. What is it? It's a weird mid-60s uh, show Mission called Impossible, the, Mission yeah. Impossible style. And it's, uh, called, yeah. it's called The Man from Uncle, and it's based around two characters, Napoleon Solo and Ilya Kiryakin. One of them is KGB. One of them is CIA. But they... They team up together to beat up supervillains and like terrorist threats. Napoleon Solo. That's is that what the at the drive-in song is named after? Named ever. And I have for about a decade. I was like, I need to start a post-rock band called Ilya Kiryakin. What about you, Doug? Um, I saw two classic films that uh, I'm a little embarrassed to say that I'd never seen before. First one was A League of Their Own. Oh, classic! Yeah, it's a good film. Fucking classic. There was. It's like not only had I never seen it, but there was. I mean, like I knew the basic premise, but I knew pretty much nothing about it other than there's no crying in baseball. Like I didn't know what any of the characters were like. The peeing scene. Yeah, yeah. I I had no idea. So or or the best swing dancers in any film. Oh god. Yeah, it's like in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) like you know, bush league baseball women's team, and they're just in this a random diner and just it's it's an amazing fantastic swing dancers. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it was rehearsed. It was incredible. <laughs> that, was, um, that was a documentary. And Madonna was swing dancing too, so oh, that was kind of cool. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great film. I mean, there's nothing I can say about it that hasn't already been said other than I wish I'd seen it sooner, and it was good. Uh, the other one was Time Bandits. I have not seen Time Bandits. Childhood without yeah. Time Bandits. How did, yeah, how did you grow up to be the person you are without Time Bandits? I saw the. I had seen the opening 20 minutes of Time Bandits in high school. 
And I was like, this is weird. And I didn't get to finish it because, like, class was ending and it was just, like, you know, whatever. Tideland. (laughs) But either way, um, I hadn't seen any of it and I knew nothing about the plot other than it was, you know, a bunch of little people going through time. And I finally sat down and watched it and uh, I was disappointed. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what? Because of the reactions that you guys gave me. Oh, my God. Time bandits. A lifetime without time bandits. I'm like, oh, shit. This sounds like a hidden gem of a movie. And then I watch it and I go. Eh. And then, like, the beginning, I'm like, this is okay. And the so, middle... So it wasn't when I was like, oh, you need to see Monster Squad. No, that's different. Like, Monster Squad, when I'd never seen Monster Squad, and I watched that, I was like, oh, right. man, I had no idea. This is, like, right up my alley, and it's mm. and it holds up. It's great. Time Bandits... But it's still, still kind of for kids. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it doesn't sell itself as something say, what's your level of holds up? Um, Time Bandits does hold up in terms of, like, the visual effects yeah. and of the performances and all, and all that stuff. The thing that I... The thing that disappointed me was the entire third act. It was like... Oh, that it was super nihilistic? N- not... I don't even know about nihil... I don't see how it's really nihilistic, but it was just like the first two acts, I'm like, okay, this is building to a point, and it's going there, and then they get into the the, the, the terrible, evil dungeon, and I'm like, okay, this is this is good. I'm liking where it's going. And then it's it, it was like someone was playing D&D, and the DM made an overpowered villain that you can't beat, and it's like... Hmm. Well, we got to end the campaign somehow, so uh, uh, he blows up, and it's like there's like there's no ending to it. Like I feel like the movie had a great progression all the way through, and I was enjoying it as the longer it went on. But by the time it got to like specifically the second half of Act Three during the big finale, it completely lost me. I and feel like that's another difference between me and you. Yeah, I would never think of a movie as act three or what i'm just enjoying <laughs> i would movie. i would think about an axe but yeah. at the same time we're like oh I, I yeah i understand but like rarely does yeah. a does a mediocre ending ruin a movie for me i would but that thing the movie the ending wasn't even mediocre it made no sense even for terry gilliam like it, there's no point it was just the entire movie had points it was it had it it, it had plot lines and it had, it had pay, it, setups and payoffs and it the had, entire st- thing it had stances on complete the, on the eras of time it yeah. was going into and it had and then, com- had complete structure all the way through it had a point it had a goal it was going to a goal then you get there and then just it's it's, it's like it had it, it's like they literally ran out of money and didn't know how to end it because things happened now i did find out that in reality um, they did have a different ending planned, and Sean Connery had to change his um, schedule to of appearances in the film. So they had to rewrite it, and I feel like the movie suffered because of, of whatever the ultimate reasons were, whether it was budget or just Sean Connery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they had to change the ending, and the ending that they ended up with, I, I'm confused and uh, disappointed by it. But everything else I thought was great. So, mm-hmm. you know, take that take that as whatever it is. Also, I've been watching uh, – I caught up with all of the current updates of X-Files. There's only two episodes of X-Files left. Oh, nice. And um, – it's still pretty cool. It's I had like to stop halfway through the fourth one to get here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's on right now. No, I, it's on Fox. The website. <laughs> he just he just like stopped. Okay, yeah. okay. He you paused, paused it. it. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna continue you, it. what a martyr. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good. Um, if yeah. if you've ever liked, I mean, the cool thing about it is they realize they only have six episodes. So not only are you getting like mythology story like all throughout, it's moving. It's it's it, and yes, it's moving. But it is like the entire series compressed into six episodes in terms of like how the tone jumps around so like oh i always liked the lighter funnier episodes you definitely get that I always like the darker mythology episodes you definitely get that oh i like monster of the week they get it's like every every little stereotype that x-files has you're getting and it's the best it's ever been for me awesome what about you max i've been you ex- you had better fucking say a lot of shit <laughs> he was sick for a it's lot two, of it it's two weeks I was hey when i'm me. sick you know what i do i watch movies he was also yeah. at a ren fair mm-hmm. i was working. I'm working full time right now, 
and grading papers. And I was reading good reading good papers. No, (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing a lot of creative writing because I got bored with the lesson plans that they were providing for me. So I have been making the kids do time travel stories, and time travel is fun for them. It's never fun for me. That's more interesting to me than what they should be doing Mm. or would be doing. It doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) They're all they're all going to wind up in prison anyway. Yeah, no, it's weird because. There's plans, but they don't really ever trickle down to the people who are supposed to implement them. Education um, is a weird thing. But I had a good time blacksmithing at the Renaissance Fair. I made some cool stuff. Like that hatchet, for instance? Like this hatchet. Made a hatchet out of a hammer. In fact, you need to take a picture of that, and then we'll put it on the side. I will. You were watching X-Files as well. Yes, I'm watching X-Files, and I, I'm really enjoying it. I love the Monsters of the Week. I'm enjoying how they're getting around cell phones, to where someone is always by themselves puts their cell phone down and walks away from it. That kind of thing. <laughs> or okay. uh, they like, don't they don't do that nearly as often as you're insinuating. <laughs> there's only been four episodes. And then the monsters counteract cell phones and everything, but electricity and technology yeah. and stuff, yeah. So there's been some cool guest appearances, a lot of throwbacks. I really like it. As it's far it, as it's in, interesting that that um yeah. they even have to address it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like for things to be scary, being able to immediately call someone does and take well, a little well, I mean, bit but, of a but, but, but like, okay. Well, they are the people you call. They're if, the yeah. FBI. Yeah, if, that's true. If, I'm, if I'm walking around and I get attacked by a werewolf, my phone's in my pocket. I'm not reaching. That's not even my first thought. You know? well, no, <laughs> like, it's, it's uh, more like um, – I haven't seen like, the full disclosure. When, when he, I, I, think, yeah. I think what you're saying is like when they address it, it's more of like they don't make a big deal of like I'm going to – to set up the scene, leave the phone somewhere, and now I'm away from my phone to fill up that that yeah. cliche. Rather than it's not that so much as they're using their phones constantly. How a modern FBI people and you can you the viewer can see how having the phone solves the problem now that they didn't have in the yeah 90s. they totally like oh, like okay. the, in the 90s the killer would cut the phone line and then Scully would be fucked until Mulder ran right, in. Right, right. But or now, they had those big-ass phones that didn't work out in the country. Yeah, now, but, now there's new problems. And they, there was one episode where Mulder was trying to take a picture of, of the something, monster, yeah. and he couldn't figure out how to use his phone. And the other guy's like, no, you got to get in the settings. And he's like, no, I, I what? You, how did you? <laughs> so he's like, like, it's my new phone. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Or he's got the camera it's backwards. He's just taking like selfies. He's like, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So that, like, it's totally a wink and a nod to every issue we brought up in when we watching heard the show, the yeah. show right, right. they get it and they're like yeah here's this just as a nod to what we listen to you or something like that you know yeah awesome. in, fa- in fact in the first yeah. episode he pulls up like boulders meeting scully in the middle of new york yeah. and he pulls up gets out of the car doesn't look back the car drives away and she goes uber and he's, <laughs> and he's just like she's like i thought you don't trust anybody he goes well yeah i hitchhiked yeah and she, and she like stares at him like really he goes no i'm kidding it's uber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to show that yeah his paranoia doesn't run so bad that he yeah. can't even use an uber so but uh, it's funny the as far as movies, I haven't really seen anything. I think you have to trust somebody more to hitchhike. You have to trust oh, general people more to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to hitchhike than you do for using Uber. What a great way to see the country that has been completely ruined for me in my mind that I would never do. What, hitchhiking? Yeah. You can still hitchhike. Hitchhiking, well, that's illegal, but that's strange yeah. because it's illegal to just, like, give somebody a ride. <laughs> Is it really <laughs> illegal yeah, to hitchhike? Yeah. It, 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 well, it depends on the state, but I think in almost all of them. It's wow. also illegal I'll to look have it up. I'll look oral it up. sex in Florida. Well, yeah, sodomy is illegal in most states. Yeah. So it's and so sodomy is defined as any sexual act that does not directly result in a child. Well, no, it's it's anyone that isn't penis and v- vagina. Yeah, it's any yeah. form of pe- yeah. penetration that's not vaginal. Uh, mm-hmm. No, because even uh, there was I forget what state it was. It was it, uh, 
contraceptive was illegal for a long time because it was considered sodomy because it was a, a sexual interaction that did not result in procreation. Interesting. Well, I'll look up the official definition and I'll try to yeah. find that as well. But hitchhiking, I think that's a great way to see like get played. I know people who do that, but for me, I'm just everyone's a murderer. I knew a bunch yeah. of. Tra- yeah, I knew is, it, is, is it just because of the movie The Hitcher? Like, I mean, is that the only reason? No, like growing like, up, like I is, grew was, up. In was the there 80s ever 90s. a documented case of a hitchhiker murdering? Somebody? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think more of somebody murdering hitchhikers. Yeah, right. Like, who would pick up a hitchhiker is someone who wants to murder someone. But I think I think. It's it is a little silly in that we think that oh it used to be something people did because it was relatively safe but now it's like we all think it's murderers when reality yeah. is murder is way down <laughs> like you know no definitely yeah. also so, with yeah, things yeah. like cell phones you're more safe now yeah. hitchhiking than ever but with my brain I'm just like mm, I'm okay well, so uh, you got any funny stories from the uh, the Ren Fair <laughs> it was muddy as hell like like in the old days yes very much like in the old days did you poop in a hole. No, there was porta potties, and they had so hand, you pooped in a hole. They had hand Plastic washing holes. stations. It was really nice, actually. But everyone got stuck in the mud, and that sucked. We had all of our night fighters had to fight in the mud. So when you that say night sucked. fighters, I think of Night Rider. I think of marauding raiders. <laughs> our night fighters, like the guy a raid that stand, party, stand at the edge of town, dirty and tired, going, oh, "Anybody." Is there somebody coming? <laughs> I mean, when you said yeah. night fighters, I literally thought you meant once the sun went down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they would fight. <laughs> like the, the, yeah, the, the reenactment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there S- was that. 6.30, only 15 more minutes and we get to go to the <laughs> Are there ever any legit tavern brawls? No. Are uh, there any non-legit we, tavern brawls? Yeah, it's right, non-legit. Right. I mean, like, real, not acted. Right, right. I, I mean, are we, there other acted We could acted start ones? a couple next time. <laughs> a lot of ours are... It always happens in D&D. Somebody hits somebody with a mug. Oh, we do do that. Um, all the weapons are put on the table. Everyone has to go back 10 feet. And then when go is called, you have to get to the table and get a weapon. And it's like three swords, spoons, and mugs, and there's like six guys. <laughs> So, so yeah, I would like to little, little would, Aria picks up the yeah. picks up the thing first and is like, "Is there any gold in the village?" <laughs> but there is jacket people. I would I would really like to be the first person to make it to the t- uh, yeah. table and just pick two mugs. Yeah, <laughs> just be like, "Fuck you guys." One of our guys, Nubu, uh, he uses a spoon because he won that fight. He got a spoon and won, so now he uses a sword and a spoon as a secondary weapon. Wow, yeah, that's a pretty brave secondary weapon, the sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why a spoon, cousin? Because it's a hurt while you twit. <laughs> oh, Alan Rickman. So not too many funny stories. I've just been busy and... Crafting, I want a obviously. day off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saturday, I get to just not do anything. That's going to be nice. Well, as for me, I uh, I finished Naruto, <laughs> the manga. Naruto? There are 700 Does issues. Does that make you a Naruto now? No, Naruto is a person. It's one. It's a single. Yeah, but no, Naruto. That's how he trolls. That's how he trolls the anime kids. I don't think he's asking. Are they? I don't don't know. I'm not. No, they're not. No, they're not. Okay, good callback. I'm sorry. I remember. They're they're Narutites. I'm not. No disrespect to the anime fan community. I'm just. I'm outside of it, so I don't know if they are called Narutos. (laughs) 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 I have heard the term Narutard. Head, shoulders, Narutos, Narutos. (laughs) But uh, the manga was really good. I'm glad I read it as a manga and didn't watch it as the anime because the last, like, 100 issues is one giant fight. And when you're reading it, it's like all these little clever vignettes and parts of the fight happening at once and and how they intersect and interlocked. But if I was watching this, it would be nothing but battle fatigue the entire time. Is it similar mm-hmm. to Ninja Scroll? In many ways, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in many ways. Uh, without, there's, without like, a, there's not nearly as much blood. 
There's like ninjas, and all the ninjas have special powers. Yeah, yeah. Although it, no one has a snake up their cooch. That's not true. <laughs> all right. No, apparently I, not. I've been corrected. Orochimaru has snakes everywhere. <laughs> and Does he have point, a cooch? Uh, yes, actually. What? Is it a cloaca? Yeah. <laughs> He keeps it in a bag. He pulls it out every once in a while. No, he's still okay. So uh, in the in, early in the manga, he attacks the. Okay, Jesus Christ, here I go. <laughs> no, I need. I need to. I need to fucking hear this. We er- need to know: Is there a snake in the cooter? <laughs> how, he, how do you get his cooter, and how do you get a snake in there? All right. Early in the manga, he attacks the village of the leaf, Konoha. Yeah. He brings everybody and just does a full scale assault. His teacher, the third Hokage. For those of you listening who don't know shit about Naruto, a Hokage is the leader of the village. He's like uh, is like a Dumbledore. He's character. like the super king. Yeah, well, he's like he's like the the senior yeah. wizard. Like he's like the senior ninja who knows all the techniques. So this is the third one in a row. So he's you know there were two before him. He's mm-hmm. the third, and there was one after him, but that guy died, so the third came back. So the th- <laughs> the third Hokage is fighting against Orochimaru, the snake dude. And he's like, how come you have an age? And he's like fighting him. And Orochimaru grabs his face and pulls his face off. And he, you realize he's a young girl. And he's like, I stole her body. Ha ha. Ow. And I'm a woman now. <laughs> Hold his face. Okay, oh, then. Yeah, face off of his face. Is that what I sound like when I talk about Harry Potter? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. No. No, no you're, not, you're less apologetic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, we're, the, we're the same way when we talk about Skyrim. So right, it's right. Like, you know, <laughs> I'll so Skyrim all day. I don't so, even remember a word you said. So I, I, I'm glad I got over the fact that, okay, so there was a big event in Naruto where a bunch of people died and it was really exciting. And then at the end of it, they were all brought back to life. And it was very upsetting. Yeah. It doesn't happen in this one. In, in, in this next event, every, everything is permanent and it's good. And people die that you like. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's good and emotional. And all the shit that people needed to work out. Gets thrown onto the table. <laughs> it, it, it all it all gets uh, up there, so it's pretty decent. But I'm glad I finished it because the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Four video game was released last week that. on Steam, and it's released today as we're recording this on consoles. And it is fucking awesome. <laughs> it is so good. And now I know who all the characters are. <laughs> yeah, but what's weird is that my favorite character so far in the game, I can't even remember her name. She's the <laughs> God, here we go. The, she's the two tails Jinchiruki. <laughs> she she has a monster that has two tails inside of that li- yeah it lives in her yes sealed inside of her body, and that monster is a giant cat. When you attack people with her, claws come out of her hands. Wait, how many tails does Killer B have? His monster eight eight. His, yeah. So Naruto's nine. Yeah. Killer B is eight. Yeah. Do they know we know who seven is? Yeah, well, I got all of them. In the is game. that Gara? No. He's the one tail. Six? Oh, Why he's the one tail. Yeah, have so many tails. Uh, the Japanese folklore: the nine-tailed yeah. fox, nine-tailed and, demon fox, is a recurring. Yeah, and if and you if you put them all together, you get the ten-tailed doom thing. Yeah, the ten-tailed uh, ghetto statue becomes the. Uh, all right, thing. Listen, Wait, so is he, this I, lady, I've, I've also read that manga. <laughs> I only remember half of it. So if you guys have, um, if you put them all together, you get ten tails. Mm-hmm. But they got nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, yeah. three, two. So it's magic. I ain't got to explain shit. So, okay. So the <laughs> yeah, you don't get to say anything about like. There's tons of weird shit you're no, into. We had like a two hour conversation about how you guys didn't get Harry Potter. No, so I wanted to talk I, about this because yeah. I realized while reading it how much it is like Harry Potter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because he's an orphan boy who goes to a school where they teach him magic, 
and there's uh, a secret villain who you mean the hero's journey that is yeah every story and no this and is this is way more like Harry Potter yeah, than yeah. than Black Swan is <laughs> like, or Star Wars or Star so, Wars and then he's like he finds out he's actually pretty good at the school and then it turns out he needs two friends to hang out and do everything with yeah, one's no. a girl one's a guy there's sexual tension in the group but who is it with. Yeah, and also um, his and father was a secret cooters. badass. His father was – or his parents were badasses that died when he was born, like, you know, and, and left him with a mark that gives him power. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's so much like Harry Potter where all the secret rules are, are, are present and a lot of times it's about what missions they go on and their teacher. But I was going to say my uh, my favorite character so far is this lady who's the Two-Tails, Jin Shiruki, and the Two-Tails monster is a cat. And this lady – okay, she is not in – the manga yeah she is in like four panels and she doesn't speak and she just gets killed <laughs> that's it but she shows up because a guy summoned her and it's like oh here she comes and naruto's like blam and blows her up so <laughs> but in the game she's my favorite character she they, they just made up all of her moves for the game and she like slashes you with her claws she's super fast she shoots blue fire out of her mouth and when you get her below a certain health threshold she can turn into she turns into the giant two-tailed cat that that fires laser beams out of its mouth of nuclear fire and when you press a, a left or right on the d-pad becomes a torpedo of doom that flies across the entire screen it is the most epic ridiculous shit i've ever played that in my is. life it's like ninjas are boring how could we make ninjas cool but naruto has always functioned like what if ninjas were superheroes and wizards? Yeah, it, that's pretty much what it is. So it's great. I liked it. I also started a book uh, called The Many Colored Land by Julian May. Ju- I've heard of that. Julian? Julia? Hold on. I feel try. like I've heard of it, but I don't know what it's about. I feel like I've been recommended that book twice. Yeah. Julian May. I don't know if that's a man or a woman. I don't know if that matters. It doesn't matter. Is the book good? That's what matters. So far, it's strange. Um, it's about people – okay, the scientist invents a – gazebo (laughs) (laughs) he invents a pagoda Uh, so so he he invents this this box that can send people back to the pliocene era okay that's all it can do all right so that's really specific yeah well it was it was accidental yeah but so now people who don't feel like they belong in this new galactic society are just like fuck it i'll go and they'll pay money to do it so his wife who survived him now charges people to send them back permanently to the Pliocene area into what they call exile, Pliocene exile. And people aren't very worried about it fucking up time because they know that in like a thousand years, There's, a, a pyroclasm yeah. is coming and it's going to wipe out any evidence that they were ever there anyway. But people would rather live in that kind of life. So so criminals who are just unfit to live here but aren't like super dangerous go back there and, and they won't let anybody who's super dangerous back. And – um so far, the entire book has just about the people who want to go there. So Australia. <laughs> so it's been like a series of stories about these people and, and the, the situation that led them to want to go. The book has not yet gone to the Pliocene area to see how it's going. That sounds cool. There was a TV show. Yeah. Like what was it? Yeah. yeah. No, that like was awful. A couple episodes. Supposedly, was... the, um, uh, the, the idea was the earth was so polluted and it was going to end. They start sending people back. Yeah. Whatever. But from what I understand, in reality – behind the scenes while they're making it the network was like you gotta put dinosaurs in this and they're like the time that this takes place yeah. there's not supposed to be any dinosaurs like no 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 put the dinosaurs in and they're like 
Fuck, fine. They put dinosaurs in, and then the show tanked. So, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look that up because oh, I, I, no, I think that, that was, that was pro- recent, I, wasn't it? I think yeah. it was the yeah, whole thing. Is, I think recent. it was even like produced by Steven Spielberg originally. Yeah, yeah. and then after during the I think the filming of the pilot, he was like, "Yeah, nope, yeah, not what I saw." Yeah, because I remember watching the pilot episode, and it's like a bunch of teenagers, and they're like, "Don't go out the walls," and the kids are like, "Fuck you, we're gonna go out the walls." Now there's fucking dinosaurs out there. Don't go out the walls. Why would you go there? If yeah, there were dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, because yeah. the Earth is ending. Well, the whole thing is, the thing is, I think it makes sense to uh, to viewers watching it who are like full of teenage rebellion who never had to fear for their lives in any real meaningful way. They're like, of course you'd you'd go and you'd break the rules. Yeah. In when that isn't a real worry. Right. And they're like, of course they do that. And like, no. But if you were yeah. ever really scared of anything in your life, you wouldn't. Yeah. All those people know there's dinosaurs. Like, it's not like the yeah. teens are like, there's not really dinosaurs. They can see like dino- They have dinosaurs working in the compound and shit. They can see carnivore dinosaurs like right outside and they're like yeah we're gonna go out and like touch the bells and stuff it's like no you're not <laughs> you're not like yeah. steve Irwin or something yeah you're gonna die you're gonna yeah. die real hard the it, the book's getting interesting right now because they set up the rules for who can go back and who can't and uh when women say they want to go back uh the matron who's in charge of the place that has since entered it and decided to go back has said you must no children yeah you must be sterile period like you yeah. must be sterilized before you go back and and so the rate of people going back is four men to every one woman. <laughs> so things I, I I can only imagine. So things, you already know things are going to go badly. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like it's it's a doom. You, anybody who goes back there is doomed, doomed anyway. You're yeah. not going to build like a civilization. You're gonna you're only going to have like an ad hoc one that's happening at any at any given time. So I'm interested to see where it goes. But uh, it's written in a in a style I like so far. Cool. It's a clever enough idea where even if it ends badly, you'd be like, well, you started with that idea, so. Where yeah, were we gonna? Go, where yeah. were we gonna go? Like, a, like a Chuck, bad. like a Chuck Paul in a yeah. How are the dinosaurs in it? Are they cool? <laughs> <laughs> they're great. Yeah, they're awesome so far because it's, it's like I said, they haven't gone back to the past. I yet, do so like that idea of going, going back far enough in time to where you're not gonna fuck anything up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, specifically yeah. this specific location because it's yeah. they're, they're only going back to the exact location that they're currently in, That's which like, they know is gonna. The book, The Time Patrol, I've talked before about. Yeah, they their boot camp headquarters is far enough back in time to where they can do whatever the hell they want. Because the world is going to be wiped a thousand times. Yeah. By continental drift. Yeah. Um, you know, we really, we need, I think we need to have a, a, a podcast field trip soon. To the to, past? To, no, to, oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> hell sign yeah. me up. Yeah. To, to, the, to a movie theater? To see a movie together. Which Could movie, we record Live record in the movie theater and piss everyone else off. Actually, if we rent it out that space, we totally could do that. Yeah, yeah. but we would. We, we can't afford to rent not, out. What are you talking about? It, I don't think that would fall under fair use. <laughs> no, I'm just That's saying. That's true. The movie we're Dude, trying no, to talk uh, about. There's, the a, there's, a, there's a 20 seat movie theater at the local theater, and it's yeah. like 20 bucks per person, and it's it's 20 seat. It's not hard to rent. 20 bucks? Yeah. It's those leather it, seats that recline fully. It was so worth it to see Star Wars. Yes. I don't even know how to t- like. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You say you to rent out the theater? It's four hundred bucks. About yeah, four or five hundred bucks. We don't got that kind of money. No, we don't. If we filled it up, it would be wouldn't be how hard though. We get it. It's not hard to find eighteen people to go find to but see wh- a movie. Why wouldn't I just pay five bucks on Sunday and go see it and then record afterwards? <sighs> Fine, you guys suck. No, I don't. I don't suck. Okay, I'm just if, poor. If, if this podcast was making money, we could have. We'd be having a very different conversation. About yeah, people, send your money. Do. Send it. <laughs> bad storytellers at Gmail. Just send, <laughs> just send it to our email. <laughs> <laughs> just, just open up an email it. and just yeah. dollars fly out. Yeah, 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 like like if it was if it was a wow, and you could just like yeah, there you go. Cod. <laughs> Where could we field trip to? 
I feel like if Ember was still a place, we could field trip there. Oh, yeah, totally. But yeah. it's not, so we yeah. can't. No, it's Graceland. Doug, I believe our topic this week was yours. Yeah, well, we were trying to think of a topic, and I realized that I often have a problem with distractions while writing. Yeah, likewise. Also, uh, but sometimes distractions Wait, can be good. Your distraction mm. is like a baby. Yes, it's like a baby <laughs> because it is a baby and the entire internet. <laughs> <laughs> but just the idea of that some – obviously most distractions are bad, but sometimes a distraction can be helpful to get your mind out of like a rut. So distractions, how to avoid them, how do you know when you need one, and what are the ones that you always go to and what are the ones you always suffer from? Well, hmm. I don't know, man. I, did you guys do this thing where if you're about to write something, you're like, I want to see everything that's kind of like this? Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. do that. And and you get to a certain point where you're like, this is definitely procrastination. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is, no, I don't like to do that because no, well, the it thing filters is, too much. I, well, I, have a, I have a big specific story. I wanted to do a superhero story really badly, and I'd never seen Heroes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to see Heroes. And then I started watching, and I was like, okay, there are three ideas that I thought were pretty original that are totally already in this thing. <laughs> All right. They were original and because you both thought of them independently. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't count, right? And also, they didn't do it very well. Maybe very. A sad. lot of my stuff is it has to be written down at that very point, or I, it's gone forever. See, do you guys write stuff? Uh, do you guys have like a, a log, uh, a commonplace book that you write extra ideas in? I have. Oh yeah, like, no, it's yeah, no, my garbage pile. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like thirty of them. Then I had to look through to find, and if I don't write it down right then, then it's just Google Docs, man. Yeah, no, keep it's a commonplace book yeah. on, on, on Google Docs on your phone. But he's saying if he doesn't write it down immediately, yeah, you know. Oh, that happens yeah. to me too. Yeah. So like, I don't like sit down to watch things. But like, oh, this is like this. I'll watch this. Oh no, I do. I don't sometimes. Sit down no, and I do. Write, I do. I do research, gone. especially yeah. for like tone and vernacular. No, I, I gotta. I have to do that. Yeah, I, I do it as well. But definitely, I, I go too far on it every time. On every time, I'm just like, well, I'm just, in, I just enjoy this, and I just start you get, watching you get it. In, uh, you get into the Star Trek K hole. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I, I've watched more Star Trek too. By the way, I didn't mention that. We figured. Well, I guess, I guess the my problem is that I'll avoid distraction like video games or TV, and it'll pile up, and then I have to binge it like like secret like. Like what are the secret eaters, you know? Oh, like in the yeah. middle of the night, be like, it'll be like, all right, like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's nine thirty. You, you come into bed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. I was. What time is it? It's 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 what? It's midnight now, right? It's five. It's like it'll be like nine thirty on a weeknight where I have to go to work the next day, and I'll just finish working on an outline or whatever, and be like, oh man, I'm tired. All right, well, uh, you know what? I'm gonna play. Uh, I'm gonna play a video game for like maybe just a few minutes, and I'll open up like Old Republic or Skyrim yeah. and just play. And then maybe I'll play for half an hour. Maybe I'll even go for an hour. And if I'm like, you know what, I have nothing big at work tomorrow, I'll go for like two hours. Then I'll be done. I'll be like, all right, great. Then the next day, all I'm thinking about is playing that goddamn game again. And I'll just be like, <laughs> man, when I get back, I want to finish that quest I'm on, or I want to do this, or whatever. And like, I'll just—it's a slippery slope where. I'll spend an entire afternoon or evening playing a game, and then I got to dig myself out of it and then get back to work. But it's, it's I'll, they'll go through dry spells of no TV, no movies, no video games. But then I'll binge on one particular thing, usually one particular game or one particular TV show. I understand the sentiment when I used to work retail at Publix and playing Skyrim to where you're like the Dragon Master, and then you have to go into work and be you mm-hmm. <laughs> can be the setting mm-hmm. <laughs> also like when i saw um, I, used to, I used to work at gamestop yeah and that's also retail but the difference is you get to gamestop and and you go to your employees and you start talking about that all yeah. day oh yeah <laughs> like when i saw mad max fury road which was named after you yeah 
And then I had to drive angry, home. Angry Max. Drive home going the speed limit. <laughs> it was very upsetting to me. Yeah, I feel like I can't, yeah. I can't drive my car and listen to Eurobeat because I just, I just think of initial D. Yes. I can't listen to the Mad Max soundtrack, Fury Road soundtrack while I drive yeah. here. Yeah. Anything with a do for ear where you hear him in the background. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You just, you just start hitting the gas. You're like getting people out of your way. Yeah. But yeah, distractions. Music is okay. TV gets me. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to write and TV is on. I have to turn yeah. it off. I have yeah. to. I, I can't be around it. I can't look at it. Like it can't yeah. be in my peripheral vision because I'll just keep looking at it. Like mm-hmm. I can't. I can't com- carry on a conversation with somebody if the TV is on in the background and neither of us are looking at it. If I know it's on, I can't talk to them. I have to. We have to. I, I have to ask them to turn it off. Oh really? Yeah. I'm. I. I, I, have I, really I don't time have a problem. It. My computer is in the living room with the TV. Mm-hmm. Headphones on. Different world. Yeah, well, headphones. It's different. Well, sometimes what I'll do is I'll take mini breaks. Because, like, if, if internet is a big distraction, right? Sure. So, like, what I'll do is I'll, like, finish a page or whatever and be like, okay, I have I take a mental breather. I'll be like, you know what? Now I'll go check my email. Now I'll go do this. And I'll spend maybe 10 minutes doing that and then get back into it. And that, and that kind of helps me. It doesn't break my concentration. Whereas, if I, like, if I'm in the middle of writing and then my wife comes in and she's like, oh, hey, I got a quick question. Uh, that will shatter. Oh, yeah, like, dude, whatever. It's, the worst. it's like, it, it, it's like. It just rips you out of it like so so much. I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, yeah, let me deal with that. What, what, what no, do you do to get my, back into it? Yeah. Actually, I want to talk about that actually happening. Mm-hmm. I love doing it. I love that situation when you're doing it. Which I, especially when I was doing um, term papers for college, I had a girlfriend. She would do that for me, and then I would answer her question shitty. Yeah, because I'm also not involved in right. what she's because I'm like I'm in such yeah. a different world. She's like, so sh- are we gonna go and have dinner with my parents tomorrow? And you're like, what? Uh, uh, um, what time? Uh, and you have to because right, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not yeah. in the real world in that moment. Yeah. And she's like, "Why do I even bother talking to you?" And like, I don't know. You just ruined <laughs> every <Yeah>. my <laughs> rhythm, so I don't know. I'm like, I'm angry at you. The same thing happened to me uh, the other night. I was I didn't have headphones on. I was lo- I was in my office with the door shut, lights off, had music on in the mo- like, and I'm like typing and I'm trying to shit. figure out the next thing. And my significant other opens the door, and she's like, "Hey, um, did you see that thing? That was that was the thing." I'm and I, I, it in my head, like what happened? I, my my finger stopped typing, but my head was still planning. Yeah, and all I did was turn and look at her, but I was not. I was still You're in not it. Not there. Yeah. yeah, I was still in it, and I'm looking at her, and she's like asking me this long question, and I'm like, "Okay." And then he does this, and how would I do that? And there's this and that, and I'm like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> I'm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like Eddie Izzard's impersonation of a British film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, well, because it's like hitting the brakes on something, but you're still like, uh, your trajectory your, is like still going. Your brain is still going 100 no, right. miles an hour. No, it's not like you're hitting the brakes. You didn't hit the brakes. What happened is somebody just moved you to the passenger seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're still like, the car That's is a better still, way to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The car is still just going. We're still moving. I get like, the, <laughs> I get like the mini rage. I'm like... No, I do. It's Just like let it's, me finish. I will be with you when in it, a second. When, when you when you have a baby, if, sorry, if you have a baby, no, yeah, you don't have that option anymore. I, ba- baby opens the door and it's like, yeah. and you're like, okay, what is that? What is that a book? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, we'll read a book now. That's fine. And he's like, and you're like, yeah. where is the other parent? Uh, okay, <laughs> hold on. Uh, okay, l- yeah, let's sit on the floor. Here we go. Okay, you know what? Let's go and li- let's fuck it. We're done. We're yeah. done writing. <laughs> like, that's that's the problem is when when I'll answer a question because I'll try to be nice. Yeah, be no, like, I'll answer a question. Try, yeah. I, I try yeah. to be nice, and then, I never am. And then I'm like, okay, just and I'll and I'll because I have my headphones on. I'll be facing the computer, and I got music, and I and I'm clearly working because I got like Google Docs open and like all this 
text and there's nothing else open. It's just right. this. And she'll be like, oh, a uh, question about this. And I'll be like, all right, uh, think for a second, answer. Okay, here's the answer. But just so you know, um, well, I'm listening to music because I am listening to music. Yeah. I'm like, I'm listening to music. Sometimes I won't hear you. And sometimes and I just want to stay focused on this. And be like, oh, okay, fine. Four minutes later. <laughs> I, I, feel, <laughs> like, I feel like just, it's passive aggressive, but this is like, I do this sometimes. I, I don't. I don't know a better way because if I say anything, if I'm yeah. like, "Hey, listen, I really want to focus on this," it will always be interpreted as me being rude. Yes, because yes, just like yes, oh, yes. I can't even, I can't even come in here and ask you a question. Like it, it'll happen like, every time. You're like, yeah, and you're, you're like, I just, I'm so, gonna get into a rhythm, and then so, so I feel like I have to be passive aggressive so that I don't get caught actually saying anything. <laughs> like so, they come in and they'll talk. I'll stop and like take a long time. To pretend that I'm reorganizing my thoughts and then take off my headphones really slowly and then breathe in and out and then go, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then that's how I, I like you try to communicate that you are real busy. But uh, I don't think there's there's another way to – I don't know. I, I, I just don't feel like there's a polite way to deal with that. There's not because it always comes off like you're being a dick. Yeah, the only way is you can you, you pretend to be – perfectly oblivious i think that's the only way that you're you're very graciously stopping yeah. and you're being super no no i want to help hold on hold on yeah. let me let me undo all all of the stuff that i was working on let me put all of this back <laughs> oh, here, let me put, no 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 how, how can i how can i help you that's here, i think that's me, the best way to let do me it. shut down my computer without saving oh, <laughs> well you, you asked like how to get back into it after that yeah how do you uh, do that? I, I, the only answer for me is the hard way yeah which is just yeah. starting over from scratch like i can't there's I can't think of any shortcut to getting back into the groove after no. you've been pulled out. I don't answer until I'm done writing. I actually have a little bit of a shortcut, but it Is might. It drugs? No. <laughs> I was hoping you could recommend something. <laughs> um, although uh, Adderall has made me do amazing things in times that it shouldn't have existed. Uh, like splits? Um, yeah, actually. <laughs> Mental splits. <laughs> but the, the way I do it is I usually uh, – the music I like to write to, sometimes I do it through mood. But a lot of times I do it just for rhythm, just for like typing rhythm. Mm-hmm. And I find if I go back to the Deep. chorus of that song that I've been listening to and repeat, I can slip back in hmm. if I do it fast enough. That's lucky. Yeah, I, 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 I've tried that. That's one of the main reasons I listen to music is like I'm trying to prep myself for the mood of something. That's I don't have any of that. I don't don't listen. Well, to your music condi- for- your writing conditions doesn't allow for yeah. music or for yeah. any. Well, of I don't listen for mood. I don't. It's oh, not for, like I'm for, doing for me, it's not for, even, for me. It's for me. It's not. It's not. It sometimes it's mood, but a lot of times it's just white noise. So I have something that carries me through. Right. I don't. Yeah, I just sit down when I have the idea. I just sit down and write it. If I'm writing the full story, but it's really like TV that will get me. Music is fine. TV and movies that'll pull me out because I want to see what's going on. I feel, I feel like like sometimes when I get pulled out and I'm like, I lost it. Like, I was in it, and I was making a big decision, yeah. you know, about something, and then I get interrupted making that decision. Now I don't even remember why I was going to make yeah. the choices I was going to make. I just sometimes just go for a walk. Take a reboot. And, yeah, and just try to think about the thing as a whole and then come back to it. I may have to just do that because I have to, like, literally etch a sketch clear my head because right. I've, I've tried to dive back into it because I don't have a lot of time, you know. It would be like, all right, well, only, I only have two hours of free time to write, so I've got to do this. And, and like, I'm like, you know. And it's weird because you always think of – like when you hear about people beginning writing, it's always writer's block that people worry about. I don't really have writer's block because you just – I just power through it. Yes. Right. Screw it. Like just mm-hmm. move. Just keep going. Even um, even if it's 10 pages of shit, you'll, it, you'll write that 10 page of shit 
and then you'll get through the other exactly. side, and you're like, it's over now. Once you're I can okay. delete the rest of this right. shit. Once you're okay with it being terrible, you don't really have writer's block anymore. You know, you have confidence that you can fix it later. But I, I actually, one of my favorite things is it was in a bunch of like how to draw books as a child, and I forget who even the author was. But the one of the things he wrote is like, you will draw a thousand terrible bears before you draw Yogi Bear. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you have to do. You have to draw a thousand terrible bears. It's very similar to that uh, that quote we had last week from Ira Glass. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. How about our work this week? How All about right. it? So, Liam, what'd you bring in? Uh, I brought in the outline for the first two chapters of the Goblin story that I'm just going to work on plot and figuring out all that before I start filling everything in. So, real quick, though. I read it. Do you want to put more work into that or into your... How do I got to shelf for a little bit? Okay. Because I made a really big decision, and now I'm doing a bunch of weird stuff with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I made I made a giant decision that completely changes where I was going with it. Interesting. Um, Are we ever going to see an outline? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That started. Oh, because I did made the decision halfway. Th- I made the outline, and halfway this uh, through that, I was like, "Oh, I need to change this thing all the way back there to make this work, don't I?" Yeah, I do. So to distract yourself, um, you did no, this. no, but it, was, it wasn't even it wasn't even a distraction. It was like I needed to, I needed to get away for it for for five minutes. Right, right. Um, so what's this one about? To figure out, um, Goblin is just solved a, uh, the biggest case of his life, and and because he solved the biggest case of his life, he's worried that there's going to be a lot of like rich customers all of a sudden. Oh darn! <laughs> yeah, no, but the, and and notoriety and journalists and the whole thing is like that's really. Because he's, he's undercover. So That's sure, bad yeah. for a private eye. Notoriety and fame is super bad for his profession in the long run, and he doesn't want to do, deal with any of it. So this girl tracks him down, and she follows him back to this bar, and she's like, my master is missing. And he's like, That's really cool, and I'm glad you followed my partner to my apartment and could it wasn't discovered. That's really cute. But did you notice that you were followed? And then they have to backtrack through, and then they go to this guy's house um, who's missing, and he figures out something terrible about him, and you're about to find out why Trowel took the case. So what don't you like about this so far? Right now I want more Bowman because Bowman's fun. Bowman is the orc. Bowman is the orc, and Bowman gets to say all the really straightforward funny lines. Okay. I want more him. I got to tell you. Why not uh, just make Trowel that guy? Just make Bowman the story. No. Because he can't, he can't be the one who's pushing the story forward. It, his personality wouldn't allow for it. His sense is kind of, I guess, impl- he's, mm-hmm. he's just probably kind of just locked in as that character. He's, he's not really. He, yeah, Bowman is Matlock, and uh, Bowman is Watson. I was gonna say, if Bowman's Matlock, you know, there was like a long-running show called yeah. Matlock. <laughs> but the, no, but Matlock. the whole thing is, but the whole thing is, Matlock doesn't do any of the actual investigation or legwork. He has a private eye that he gets to do everything for him. I'm sure, he's got a name, right? I have no idea what his yeah. name is. Retraction. <laughs> yeah. So I got to tell you, uh, present tense is not working for me. Yeah, it's got to be past. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it specifically with how you're writing it. Well, this, um, uh, no, well, this the, is the, way, the whole thing is the outline is I'm doing it in present tense just to know. Right, okay. Because this doesn't feel like an outline as much. I mean, there's an outline at the end, but it feels like you set up a scene and are writing it in present tense. No, that, they, well, this is a summary outline, which okay. is the, just the best way to do it. It's not like that's the story. No, that's that's if I wrote a one-page summary of a chapter of a book that I read. Okay, I mi- I misunderstood. Yeah, no, no, because there's like there's t- twenty-two ways to do uh, to do outlines, 
and that's just the one that, that has always worked best for that's me. That's an odd. Are you 22? Um, is, that I, a, is that based on a book or something? I, no, I took a class in how to do note outlines, do outlines <laughs> for articles. Like, I've, Interesting. We should invent it was, 23. It was a, it was a te- yeah, it was a technical writing class, and they were like, here's a bunch of ways to do outlines. And this one is just throw up an idea. It sounds like you got your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Using what you learned in college. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's great. Well, I mean, I liked it. My only concern is I don't know where the story's going, so I can't comment on that at all. It's just I like how it starts. Yeah, and I guess, I'm I interested guess in the mystery. Wh- the reason yeah. I didn't really it, peg it as an outline is, is I feel like for me, when I make an outline, it's zoomed all the way out first. You know, like this is how it begins. This is this is the goal at the end. This is what I want to happen, and then I just start peppering it in, in between. It true. It truly was a summary of the first two chapters. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and that's fine. It's uh, just I can't. We're I, doing I, our than, best, Josh. We're trying to make outlines for you. I'm not trying. <laughs> no, the only thing is, I'm, I'll probably have the next two or three chapters done next week, and then the ending done because the end of the second act is going to be the part that it's not that it doesn't matter. It's um getting there is going to be. Connecting the two points or the two ideas. Okay, because I already know where the ending ends. There's an atom bomb. Like like magical. Yeah. Sweet. Have you set up rules for magic in your universe? Or are you going to worry? That going to worry about? Um, that's going to be secondary stuff. And actually, that's what the next chapter is about. Is he goes to to a dude who knows about magic, and he's like, "What do you know about this shit?" And there's got the guy's going to explain magic better. And also, there's a lot of like asides where like. Travel knows how magic works, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's ex- he has some experience with. It. He's like, he's like, this is stupid prestidigitation shit. It's like, this doesn't matter. This isn't. How do you? Deal and then he's like, oh, that's real magic over there. What the fuck is that? How do you deal with characters explaining things without just being a word? One, dump, it is, info dump. it is, it is yeah. going to be in past tense, and it is going to be Trowel explaining this case to someone. Okay, presumably yeah. the audience. No, I, I read a, I read a book. I don't remember the the name of it. I think it might be like The Night Angel or something like that, but it's by Brent Weeks. I didn't think he was that great of a writer, but the story was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had rules for magic that were amazing. I mean, just really original and just really well put together. I I think I still have it at my house. I'll lend it to you if you want to read it. I mean, I have some vague ideas about how magic works, but well, I mean, me, I mean in the way it's explained. Yeah, but for me it's oh, that would be useful. Um for me it's it's how it works is not that important because it's just going to be a stand-in for technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, like like the dinosaurs in the Simpsons, in, in the Flintstones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's going to be mostly a stand-in for technology or a different way of doing things. The questions that I need to answer for myself is how common is it, and even the people who commonly use magic, they're like, oh, you know, our our neighborhood has a wizard. Not all of them are like at a hand, the, like a handyman. Not all of the yeah, not all of them are at the same level though. There's like there's a handyman, and then there are engineers. That's one of my favorite – one of my favorite concepts in stories is like the hedge wizard. Yeah. Right. There's just some dude out there who like can do magic. Who he's knows not, five things. Yeah. He's not Gandalf but he can do a little bit of magic and he just hangs out. That's the thing that's really common in Naruto <laughs> is a ninja who only knows a couple things but if he's really smart, he makes those things work for him really well. Like uh, it's one of the best characters in, this, in the series is a guy named Shikamaru. Uh, I love who, Shikamaru. Yeah. He just knows how to like – keep you in place with his shadow but he's so smart that he gets everybody to fall for that shit <laughs> 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 it's it's a great it's a great plot device i wish he was the main character uh, and he's so dry and sarcastic too and it yeah. works really well and then you realize that um all of my favorite anime may characters are really sarcastic well i don't know <laughs> I, I think i think a better main character for naruto would either be shikamaru 
or Rock Lee. The only oh, God, ninja, I love Rock Lee. The only ninja who can't do any ninja magic. <laughs> That's, he, so, he, so he's just the strongest, fastest, He just punches rocks badass. all day. He wears weighted clothing. When he takes it off, he disappears. He's so fast. Naruto's fucking badass. Yeah. It, it, it gets pretty good. It's for, it's for kids. It. Don't, don't worry about it. Watch the best fights. That's what? pretty cool. What if we had a sleepover? Not even if there's a fire. What if? What if? <laughs> what? How, even if there's a fire, I wouldn't watch this. It's like, yeah. what scenario? What wouldn't? What would you, what, wait, wait, would you not so, stop watching so, yeah. if there was a fire? <laughs> it's the stepbrothers. I won't call him dad. Not even if there's a fire. <laughs> All right. So, Bowman. Yes. Is there some kind of murder mystery that he's going to solve in this? In this, story? it's a disappearance. Okay, so somebody's vanished. Yes. And he- Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He's got to solve it, and there's intrigue. And And you're going to find out a lot about... The White Church Murders, which are an analog for the White Chapel Murders of right. Jack the Ripper. With the Shredder. What's yeah. his name? Shredder. I might not keep that, but I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to make it Jack the Ripper, and that was the best I could come was like up Johnny with. Johnny the Shredder? Was yeah. It? yeah. Um, I actually, I'm actually thinking I might call him Happy Jack. Saucy Jack. Because um, he cuts smiles into people. That's creepy. Yeah. What if it's um? But also, there needs to be a, a lot of it is also going to be about war trauma and what the war did to culture. Okay, and that's what Trowell he had a hard time. Um, right? Yeah, he had a really hard time, and he and it's also going to p- part of it is that he gets involved in it. It starts out as a disappearance, and then gets to be more of a political intrigue thing mm-hmm. that ends in murder, and then you find out that Trowell wasn't just a private detective that in the war. He was super important, and then the war's over. And he's like, oh, you have green skin. Now the war's over. Go back to Greentown. Oh, jeez. So he's so super... It's like, it's like glory. So, he, yeah. so, so he's super bitter about everything, and he ran the CIA during the war. He was the spy master of England. Mm. And then when the Nick, war... Nick Fury almost. Yeah, and then the war's over, and they're like, well, now for political reasons, you can't be in charge of this. And so he's like, well, fine, fuck you. And then so, this is him kind of ret- almost returning to that role where he he stumbled upon something huge and he's going to go to them. And they're going to be like, well, you don't really matter anymore. And he's like, I'm the fucking best. Cool. Um, what could you bring us next week? Can we get more? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm hoping to have 10 chapters done by then. Okay. Cool. What about you, Doug? I brought uh, the first completed outline for The Plant Without Christmas. And uh, it's got a beginning, middle, and end. Hooray! Like, yeah, this thing that I'm going to have to flesh out more details on are, like, the character relationships. Like, right now, it's just plot. Like, it, it, it has dips in a little bit about the characters, like, what how, mm-hmm. how they change. But it's mostly just plot. He gets to point A, to point B, to point C, and then the end. Um, I'm going to dive into more details on the side characters like Joe and Lucy. Like, I'd like to see more color. Yeah, yeah, Lucy. exactly. Like, it, just what is their relationship like when... Nick shows up, and what's it like at the end of the film? 
how does it change over the course of the film? Also, how does Nick change himself? What what is the the uh, temperature like emotion wise of the town? Um, I added a, a part in there about like how. Um, the town isn't going to be full of like Grinches or anything like that, but it's definitely going to be people on hard times. So when he shows up and he starts talking about Christmas, at first they're like, "The fuck are you talking about?" Like you know, like we like we know what Christmas is, but who's got time? Like ain't nobody got time for that, you know? Like this, we don't have money. Like, exactly. There's no there's no, there's no uh, factories that can make toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, like there's we, we have no reason to be happy. You know, it's really like <laughs> that is the point. We got work to do. You show up in the morning. Exactly. And I even added a note. That, there was a note that I had. Um, uh, this kind of ties back briefly into the trying to hop back into uh, something after a distraction, which is um, I had finished for the night and I and I was distracted several times, so I didn't get like everything I had my brain down on on the page. So I'm literally like my computer's off. Uh, I got you know the fan on and I'm like I'm in, in my PJs and I'm getting ready. To just uh, literally, I got like one leg in the bed and I'm like. Fuck! I, I got had an idea. idea. Yeah, <laughs> so I climb back out of bed, go over to my phone because I'm not going to turn my computer back on, and I'm typing out this long note on my phone. But I included that note uh, in here, which is um how the town is on hard times, specifically because it's winter and because it's like Christmassy. Mm. Like it's 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 basically the perfect Christmas season, but mm. everyone's like fuck this time of year. Like they're against yeah. the season. I'm because, cold. I'm wet. Yeah, and it's um and like they have their drones that go out to survey for the uh, um for the for the uh, unobtainium uh, surrogate. And and you said that the the days are ten days. Well, the, the years the so years are uh, okay. Ten years yeah, worth. Yeah. So it's like one orbit around this planet is ten years back on Earth. So, I mean, time will pass relatively the same from their perspective, but it's just like the season will last like four years, you know? Like okay. you, you do know the rotation of the sun does not affect seasons. I know, no, I know it's the tilt. I know, but I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about. I'm talking about time, time distance. Yeah. I'm not talking about like literally the season. Just because it's it's. Oh, I want I want Christmas to last four years. Well, let's multiply it. It's not that. It's okay. just yeah. it's just that when you when you are at such a time difference. Like orbiting a planet, and there are no seasons like that. Mm-hmm. You you mentally can't measure time. And I've I've heard in reality like um, people. I don't know if this is true, but it was like a study that people who live in southern states where there isn't much of a, like a season change tend to be a little bit more laid back, which attributes to like the southern hospitality of just like oh, it's all good. You know, we'll get to it eventually. Well, I mean, you think about they they have reason to be. <laughs> yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like more well, than just like an endorphin thing. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not about endorphin or like sunlight hitting right. you, but more of just yeah. like in and if. You you go up to somewhere like New York, people tend to be a little bit more driven, not because you're in a big city, but even if you're outside the big city, because the subconscious thing of like you're noticing the winter is coming. Well, you're noticing seasons change and your brain is going, dude, time is passing. Get the fuck on it. You know, you well, like the, the northern industry came because they had three months to plant. In the South, you had as much time as you wanted, right? Right. right. So but it's in like the North, th- you had to get it done. It's a it's a cultural difference. Well, well if you think these yeah. people have only been on this on this planet for a few years, and now they've only been through one winter, and now this is their second winter on this planet, and mm-hmm. they have no winter culture. Yeah, that was my idea planet. for them too. Yeah. Was they would come from planets where Christmas has been so industrialized yeah. to where it's this overarching mass thing. They're like, we can't the have of, that. The idea of having a homebrew yeah. Christmas doesn't. We make don't any have sense. Christmas yeah. producing mass cities. Like we don't have. You've literally lost what the original Christmas and, is and about. Like, yeah. And, like, less about I, – I, I mean, obviously, this movie's about Christmas. But, I mean, like, they don't even have the culture of where, like, you – like, oh, you know, it's Tuesday. Let's go over to June and and and, uh, and Sandy's and we're going to uh, do potluck and I'm going to bring over yeah, the, my none dish. Of that. Yeah, none Like, it's the small – like, they are aware <clears throat> of the big stuff. 
but they have lost sight of the small stuff. Mm-hmm. And when this guy is talking about Christmas, he's like, oh, well, we can make – like Nick's there. And he's just like, oh, well, we can make Christmas happen here just because, because fuck it. Because yeah. to him, Christmas is just decorations and songs. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bring that to them. Yeah. But then he realizes, oh, fuck. Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's the double whammy. You know, it's like it's not just that. He has mm-hmm. to – in giving it to these people and seeing that they take these Christmas decorations instead of being like, all right, let's light it up and let's sing songs. Instead, he sees community come together and be like, hey, let's have a big – celebration where everybody makes some food and everyone's giving to each other and everyone's happy for the first time in fucking forever and that's why he's like oh shit this is what christmas really means it turns out the name of that planet was earth (laughs) (laughs) uh but um it was earth all along no (laughs) you're sons of bitches you blow it up but by the way the fact that we haven't had a trailer in that way yet even in in this low even in this i'm just saying even in this amount of time Super surprises. Me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's plenty more. <laughs> we have plenty more opportunities. You um, spoil the ending in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyone, listen, I've, anyone listening I've to our ideas? Seen those trailers? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I don't really have many problems other than I'm just gonna have to dig in on uh, how each of the characters evolves now that the plot is laid out pretty solidly. Um, figure out if there's any. How many side characters do I really have to focus on? I know I got three basically. One main character, two supporting characters that play a huge role, and if there's any other little stuff to throw out, I, ha- I had like random names. I had um a surrogate because they're Black I need, Peter. I need jokes. Well, there's uh, you, you want a joke? You know the uh, Black Peter, right? Yeah. In Christmas time, his uh, artificial intelligence system is called Peter. Mm-hmm. And uh, what does it stand for? I have it written down. Peter on his ship, he'd be like, "All right, Pete, we're going down." You know, like to make a landing. Peter stands for Positronic Extraplanetary Transportation Equipment Resource. It works. Yeah, and uh, it's a functional. Acronym. Yeah. Well, that was that was. I spent too much time on that <laughs> trying to get that no. thing out. No, you didn't. Because <laughs> no, because, because it works. Just the round amount of time. Yeah, that was a great. As long there. as long as the result works. Um. So trying to figure out like how is how is this AI gonna? I mean, it's not true artificial intelligence. It's more of like like on uh in Moon, Kevin Spacey or whatever. Gertie. Um, Gertie. Yeah. 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 So yeah, plot's done. Fig- figuring out the characters. Um. I'm hoping to either have a I more completed that. outline. I yeah, man, Sam, Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah, Moon's great, I was man. about to say Sam Rockwell and Kevin Spacey, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Kevin I mean, Spacey And David Bowie's son. Yeah, yeah, directed it. Directed it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my, my, goal, my goal for next week is to have a more completed outline, basically the final outline before I leap into the script. Cool. Or have that and maybe the first couple of pages. So it depends on Very how fast cool. these character uh, pieces come, come to me. Awesome. So. awesome. What about you, Max? I don't have anything written down, but I've been thinking a lot about the ending of Rachel Operator. Okay. U- uh, what we which, by the way, actually called which, Uber Shooter. Yeah. yeah, no, which, by the way, Rate Your Operator is also... It's a good title. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's yeah. a good title, yeah. Like, that, Uber Shooter is more fun to say. Well, yeah. yeah, the whole thing is, but that seems like you could have written that in 1976, and it, this would have been mind-blowing. Yeah. And there's like, they'll never do any of this, and then Uber would come out, and then someone would be like, like oh my fucking gosh. told you, yeah. motherfucker. Wessel like- wrote about it in this book. <laughs> it's all coming true. Like gotta you, get that time you, travel going. It's like how, how everyone's saying, really, like, really entering a Wesselian future. No, that's the thing. <laughs> You'd hear politicians saying yeah. that shit. It's like, yeah. now we gotta fix these gun laws, or we're gonna end up in a Wesselian future <laughs> dystopia. Please, oh, yes. a Wesselian dystopia. Use yeah. that joke. That's too good of a joke to leave a behind. Oh, I have to write that one down. That's in the, that's in the afterward. Yeah. <laughs> Post-Wesselian period. <laughs> but, um, so the ending I have planned is he is going to have 
a moment where he figures everything out. Everything is revealed to them. He gets to a grouping. He gets a group of other operators together, a big grouping, and he has a big moment of Soylent Green is people. This shit is fucked up. It's wrong. Everything should be going. He gives this big speech, and then everyone's phone in the audience, nothing changes. Everyone's phone in the audience clicks up, madman, and they all just shoot him. Nothing changes. It's dark. Yeah, it's super dark. It works. Yeah. But but the phones just start chirping. Like, he sees phones, like, click, 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 click. Everyone's just looking at their phones. He had his big moment, and I, nothing changed. I, I think it would almost be better if it ends with them seeing that he's the mad guy without shooting him. Because, like, if you leave that ambiguous, you know? Yeah, like, like better. Because, because the, like, then how if, you, if you've established that these are all reasonable people, but they're all involved in a kind of unreasonable enterprise, yeah. and then he's like, look! Like, like they know he's a reasonable person. It's like, look, yeah. I've, I've done the, I've, I found it out. It's this and this and this. They're like, holy shit, that's so crazy. And then, like, all their phones go off and they all look up. And it's like, no, no, the best part oh, is. Oh, I do like that. No, yeah. the, 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 even the better, the better ending is yeah. his phone is still on the line. So his he, goes he reads too, his own. And yeah, he flips thing. it up. And that's the last line is like, yeah. yeah that or, or like, he, he looks, he looks And then he looks up at them and they're all looking at their phones. <laughs> yeah. One of them is going to shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it doesn't even need to be all yeah. of them. It just could be one guy, and that guy's like, that's the thing. what the fuck, John? Yeah. You know, oh, that's the other thing, too, is that if he, well, it's like, and that, that's the thing, if he, if he flips his phone up, and it's his picture, and it says, you know, Mad Madman, yeah. he's currently carrying a gun, reward is an obscene amount of money. So even though, even when he looks out at that crowd of people, and even if there are some friends out there who know that he's okay, yeah. someone out there is going to say, fuck it, I want that money. And that's, yeah. you know. And, and just, we know this is legal. And you know yeah. it's legal, yeah, yeah, yeah. That could work. Cool. So you think right. more of like, but but I want you to do one thing for me. I also want you to write a positive ending. I want you to come up with and think of a positive ending, and also write that, and then we can have a decision. Because it seems, oh no, to me it seems really easy to be like, and I know it doesn't work out and nothing's good. We're like, you could come up with something clever and interesting. You could come in with an answer for your own question. Where they all have an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. The orgy app is buzzing. It's like, yeah. oh, it's, it's here now. Let's go. Yeah. Well, it's that guy. He wants his face fucked. That's another thing. They just put it on, like, the weird future Tinder. <laughs> A bunch of bears came in. Swipe right to kill. Uh, that might be another good one. Another good title. Swipe right to, to kill, kill is such a good, good title. title. Uh, we need that for a trailer, though. Do you Save think, that. Do you think um, the, the Please Rate Your Operator, is this going to be, like, short story, novella, or what do you think? The length of um, Do Android Dream of Electric Sheep? Because that's really short. Yeah. For me, that Not was short way too long for me. It was way too long. Or, or, or Frankenstein, because I just read Frankenstein a couple like weeks back. It took me a long time to get through Frankenstein. Yeah. Which Frankenstein I, I, is, is... It's dense. It's thicker than it, yeah. Same with um, Heart of Darkness. Heart of Darkness is not <sighs> a long book. That book took... It, it's also – I think it's because it's written in the same format where it's where it's somebody telling you the story, story. of how, how they got to the place where and, the story happened. Yeah. And, <laughs> and any time you're trying to unravel anything or the irony in it or whatever message you're trying to go, you're like, you're like all right, so who's telling this to who at this point? And you're like, OK, so how many levels of sarcasm and irony am I going through? Yeah. And it's also a British guy. So there's an extra layer. I was I, not a fan of Heart of Darkness. <laughs> I, no, I think it's great, and some of it is um, it, some, some of the lines are really great, and some of the ideas. Like my favorite idea is like they're driving, uh, they're riding in the Thames, and he's like, you know, Roman soldiers used to ride down this and thought this whole land was full of savages, and now look who we are. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we're industrials. And he's like, no, we're still fucking savages. I, I got yeah. through Heart of Darkness and it was a slog. Not like Frankenstein. Frankenstein didn't feel like a slog. It was just like you had to read it more it caref- felt like a punch carefully. Punching punch the dick. Really. Yeah. Um, whereas I, when I finished Heart of Darkness, the, my copy has a bunch of short stories by the same author. Mm-hmm. And the the short story that immediately followed it was so much better than Heart of Darkness <laughs> that I just got mad that I spent so much time reading that. I just decided to watch Apocalypse Now. No, yeah. well, my, my Apocalypse problem, Now is different than, yeah. than Heart of Darkness. My, I mean, I know my, it's based on it, but it, it is fundamentally different. There's a few my, things. My problem with Heart of Darkness is they made me read it junior year of high school. Uh, what? And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, the whole you know thing what? Is, you're you're. Uh, Dude, you're, you're 16, 17. You're really going to understand the I, I <laughs> nihilism. Had, I, well, the whole thing is I had Man, the reading comprehension. I had the vocabulary. I definitely could have written a paper on that. But when I, when I reread it in college, I was like, I didn't get – from what I got out of this reading, I got 40% more out of it yeah. just by a little bit more experience. I think and you have, like, have had to have a larger number of bad – days <laughs> bad days but also i think you need to have a, a weirder larger political experience where like you need to go register to vote and then have someone go like home oh, registering as independent and then go like what are you fucking insane I and had then, that then you vote and then that person doesn't win yeah and then, then you gotta have that life experience yeah then you like yeah there's a lot of weird like political backhand shaking never stuff. had that happen to me before i'm sorry what? you've always voted and they've always won you, way, Max, way to go, I'm going to tell you who to vote for this time. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they I'll win. I'll pay you uh, money. To <laughs> totally voting for Casey. No, I don't even know. Is he Democrat? I'm, I'm supporting O'Malley. Really? No. You, you always do. No. You always do, no matter who the O'Malley is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm say, is it because he's you Irish? Vote, you vote I- along the Irish line every time. Oh, apostrophe. That's why Obama got in. <laughs> One issue voter. No, no, no. thing is that <laughs> hey, I, my, I, my surprise. Uh, I, I, this Obama is, ain't quite as Irish I, as I thought. I, I, I said that as a joke, but my grandma, who, yeah. again, loves Kennedy despite the fact that he was a philanderer, um, yeah, she brought, was like, oh, Mally seems like he's a really good sport. Yeah. And I'm like, you just picked the most Mick person yeah. on the roster thus far. No, he's what? an O person. He's not a Mick. Yeah. All right, let's get straight. Let's get these racial slurs. Let's, let's, well, let's keep the, consistent. Uh, the skit I always wanted to do was an old Irish blind guy who would talk about how Irish people are the best in sports because of Shaquille O'Neal, Tracy O'Grady. <laughs> Carl like, Malone. Yeah, Carl Malone. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, the Irish are the best at sports, any sport. That, but would, I would, think that would be a really good sketch. Yeah. As for me, uh, I brought in the rest of the second chapter yes. of my book of the vomit draft, um, and I changed uh, the notes you guys gave me last week. I actually changed a lot of the stuff that, in the stuff that you've already read, but I didn't want to have to make you reread that to critique the next stuff that's coming. So uh, I want to know your thoughts. I told you before I really enjoyed the child contemplating his own death <laughs> thing of like. Yeah, when this guy used to take me fishing, we'd fill a car with fishing stuff. So I'm probably not going to catch a fish. I've been hungry, but never been this hungry. <laughs> like, yeah, that that yeah. was really good. Um, I like I like this realization of knowing that he's never walked that long before. Yeah, you know, he's just like I've never walked this much. Which it it does it does two things. One, it tells you that he's tired and definitely hungry. And another thing, it says uh, Malcolm is stronger than he's ever been aware of. Right. Um, and that – yeah, and those are both very important things to happen. One of my primary worries about this is I feel like because there's so much information I need to get through about how he thinks in this chapter before he goes off and is actually involved in a in an incident, 
um, or, or meets people and has to talk to them that, that I need to get you to understand how he thinks, what he's like, that I feel like I'm just listing stuff. And I feel I'm worried that that might get boring. It didn't come across that way. It, <laughs> yeah. felt, it felt fine. I haven't, yeah, we haven't hit that moment yet. Establishing how he thinks is kind of the goal of this chapter. Mm. That's what you're getting through. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. If that was the rest of the book, yeah, that would suck. Yeah, I, would yeah, I mean, like I, I don't want to do that. For uh, us. We, also, we also know he's under an extenuating circumstance. Yeah, so, once, so he's once definitely he's, in. You know. Yeah, he's, he's all in his head. Um, and just the, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say about this is like I enjoyed it. I'm looking to see the uh, forward to the changes you make. It's just that how subtly when we look into his head throughout the rest of the story as he changes, as he gains more skills, how deftly you can do that is going to be the thing that makes or breaks that character. Okay. Or even even more than his, his actions, I think his internal um, mechanisms are the things that, that draw me to his, him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right it, now. it's it, what his internal thought process throughout the book is going to be my constant point of reference for how I should be yeah. viewing what's going on. Okay. So definitely... He is the lens through which yeah. the, the world yeah. is viewed. So don't... I mean, don't feel like, oh, I'm giving too much or I'm listing too much because I need that shit. Right. So if you feel... It's always easier to trim it back than... And than you can even do like, like... I need more. A drawn-out montage. Like, um... <laughs> what was that movie with Castaway? Right. Where they did the montage where, like, he's <laughs> no, trying to get... I mean, a, he's, he's alone. He's oh, trying yeah, to get no, a fish. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Then he can't get a fish. Then he's on a rock and he's wearing a headband. And he immediately kills and a he fish kills like instantly. eight fish. Yeah. But he makes a fire and he's like, I'm the god yeah. of fire. But like yeah. where he, he can't get a fish. But later on you could be like where he just doesn't need all that worldly accoutrement of an entire truck full of fishing gear. He's just like. There, yeah. yeah. I, there, there should be that moment. And yeah. I don't know if it's the moment before they head in the cave in the first time or uh, as soon as he starts training with Kelvin, you need to have a sentence or a paragraph or an aside that mentions where he's sore, mentions where he's deficit. Sure. And then yeah. went before he goes and does something, maybe even before he, he fights the aspects, mm-hmm. where he's like, I have all this. This Let me list you the things that I have, and they should be the weaknesses that he didn't have before, like or the right. things that were sore. But the you, things you, that are sore are the things that are now the strongest. Well, you can do that too by like the first session that he has where it's like, all right, pick up the sword. Now cut through that watermelon. And he only gets like halfway through, and then it gets stuck because he didn't have the strength to even mm-hmm. cut through the whole thing. So then later, when he's cutting through people's heads, it's like, oh, well, he's clearly, you know, it's like yeah. He's clearly I mean, I mean, that's grown. that's I got plans for that, like specifically about how he's training and what the things that are hard. And then later, it'll talk about how it felt feels good doing this, and now he, he's finally hit this right. I was just gonna say, I liked it. I I, I like that you had him break his ankle instead of his arm. Because well, he was, didn't break his ankle. Well, there was he yeah, was swollen three times the size yeah, or whatever. Yeah, so he sprained it. Well, then either way, that's better than him hurting his arm because when he's trying to get away from them, it mm-hmm. was more of like I could more easily picture him being like fuck, and like that he can't make it. I, I, I so think I think I may still break his arm during the pursuit. Okay, like at the end of the of this chapter. Um, but I don't know. What do you guys think about? Was it sufficiently scary when he gets dragged off? Um. Like I said this last time, but I'm never I'm not really in fear for his life because it's only chapter two. Sure, you know. So like I don't I don't know. If but I'll, also I, we know stories, so maybe that's why we're not afraid. Mm-hmm. And I read your outline, so I know that the people who are getting him are not malevolent. You right. Know? Um, you know what they look like. You know what yeah. the culture is yeah. like. Yeah. But the, title the, is, the, the title of the book, book is Malcolm Hat. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Um, but that being said. Um, the scene where they were chasing him and he like couldn't get a good you know view of them and these are small creatures but they're moving and there's some kind of language because they're shouting and everything. Mm-hmm. I think 
it was sufficient. Like it did it did okay. its job. I, it was creepy enough. I knew that I knew that he was scared, and I was seeing it from his perspective. Yeah. So you understand how scared he would be. Exactly. Yeah, I understood yeah. how he was scared. The, yeah. The only thing I might end up doing is um I've recently been researching. And this is really weird. This is a really random thing. I've also been looking to do is um camps for like troubled teens and their the way that they abduct children with the permission of their parents. Oh my goodness! Um, like the prey, the gateway, like scared street. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah I've yeah. heard about and, those uh, where they send them to like Borneo. So or anyway, something. there yeah. there are first person accounts of those transactions. It's the best because there is no direct train of thought. It's just image, image, image. I'm on a plane. Yeah. And I don't know how I got there. And I even I can even tell you these images, but there's no tr- there's no, no train connection. Of, there's no train of yeah. thought because you're not given enough time to think about anything. I, or read, I read some of those Reddit threads where people were like, "Hey, I think my parents might try to send me to one of these places." And everyone is like, "What Run. do I, What do I do?" And, and they're yeah. like, "They're like, if somebody comes and grabs you, bite their ears off." Pull their eyeballs out of their sockets. If they get you to an airport, scream bomb. Like do do like do it. Yeah. Because if the cops stop you and pull you away and you explain this, you're like, I'm an American citizen. Like you can't take me to a different country. Like you yeah. can't do this. I relinquish. You know, they're not going to be able to take you. They're just not going to. Um, it, the the like, ones I've been reading have not been another country. It's been Utah. Ooh, even <laughs> worse. Um, no, Utah is super scary. Because some of these programs have killed kids through um, starvation and water deprivation, and they are not regulated enough by state law to be shut down for that. It is considered an acceptable loss for survival training, even if it's for whatever. Survival training. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, it's I'm, super scary. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like the idea of survival, survival training. training. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, but, this is spiritual but as a, survival but as a, training. But as a 13-year-old, if you're a 13-year-old girl and, you, uh, and you're like, I broke my arm, no one should say, suck it up. Now, he's, he's going to be imprisoned, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know where he is or why he's there. I think you're right. I think I'll look into that to see what, I do kind, like the what idea that of, feels like for like, people. Image, image. Yeah. Look for, yeah, Somewhere strange. And, and how and how people who go through trauma deal with things, and even the idea where um, I, I think all of that will be beneficial. Especially cool. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely look into that. You, you yeah. piqued my interest. Like uh, watch that movie, but also I'm a, it'll, but I'm a cheerleader. It'll make you. It'll make you really sad. Oh no! Yeah, totally. <laughs> like I said, I read those Reddit threads, and, yeah. I, and people are just like, "Go I- injure them, take a knife, stab them, <laughs> do yeah. anything you can because you will not like like yeah. you need to because they're trying to kidnap you. <laughs> like yeah, like if you kill one, you will not be prosecuted. <laughs> like just just you know do whatever you have to do. But um, why don't I, I appreciate the feedback? Thank mm-hmm. you guys. Um, I guess the the primary feedback I'm getting is just keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, keep going. No, keep keep going. Whatever, okay. whatever you're worried about, don't just keep okay. doing that. Okay. In fact, as soon as this even this chapter started, and you made Malcolm someone I wanted to follow on this journey, mm-hmm. I have almost no worries for the rest of the story. Awesome. Okay. Um, that's because <laughs> any, anything that's else, anything else to me is an easy fix of you change the plot, you change this other secondary person. If the vehicle in which you're traveling through this world is broken, that's a way harder fix, a way harder mm-hmm. thing to, to think your way out of. Ch- chapter it, one. You, you got it. You got a good car. See where it goes. Cool. Ch- I can see how chapter one was more difficult because there's a lot of information you had to get going before the story really kicks in. Sense of normalcy. Yeah. Now that the story has kicked in, stuff that happened in chapter one doesn't matter as much until it comes up again later. Mm-hmm. So when you run into those problems later, you can replant them in chapter one. So – it's only it's only chapter two, but from this point forward, 
you are delivering all the information I need. That I, I, as a reader, as I'm reading it, I don't feel like I'm missing okay. anything. Cool. That's my hundred percent my my worry all the time. I, and I like Malcolm. I like how he approaches problems, and I I like how he doesn't immediately go to the worst thing. He's like, here are three bad things. Here's also the worst thing. Like his mind definitely right. goes there, and you almost get the feeling like the reason why he thought of the other three ideas first is his mind wanted to do that, and he made that the last thing he thought of. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that because he seems like a little skittish, a little worried, a little self-aware, but not to the point where he's he's completely a self-aware comedian type. Okay. And then when he gets like, to that worst possible thing, it's like, all right, well, fuck that shit. I gotta yeah, move like, on. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, he's like, can't, can't think about that. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. All right. So now it's time for the Bad Story trailers part of the podcast. So each week we roll the dice, find three genres, and then try to workshop a film idea. And then we turn off the mics. Write the trailer, record the trailer, and deliver it to your waiting, supple ears. So here we go. Three times, right? We're going to roll first. Actually, um, let's do – Liam, you roll first. All right. Let's do this. Big number. Big number. Big number. 43. 43. Oh, gas lamp fantasy. Ooh, Ooh I like this already. Ooh. Read that aloud. Fantasy's counterpart to steampunk in which the settings are often Victorian or Edwardian society or technologically – but with non-scientific elements or characters included. Although it was originated by Girl Genius, modern Sherlock Holmes, Dracula and Jane Austen. Oh, Dracula. Okay, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Dracula and Jane Austen pastiches <laughs> would often fit with the subgenre. Pastiche. Yeah. Oh, pastiche. Yes, there you go. College. That's interesting. Yo. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I quit college halfway through, I guess. I did too, and then I went back. It was yeah. fun. All right, so next, what's the next dice? I'm rolling next. 85. God damn it, Josh. Always beating me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bigger number and I like okay. it. 85? Diesel punk. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Wait, gas. Those, come on. They don't, they don't work. They don't, they're saying. not it's compatible. Like, I'll, I'll roll again. They're yeah, not yeah. compatible, yeah. 81. Steampunk cyberpunk. Space opera. <laughs> yes! Uh, gas lamp how, space how, opera. How, I don't know if that's going to work. It says, a story characterized by the extent of space travel and distinguished by the amount of time that the protagonist spend in an active um, space-faring lifestyle. You can't uh, have no. that. With- uh, trip, uh, the trip to the moon. That is Victorian and yeah. space opera. Yeah. But it oh, says yeah. – but, but for, for – for, uh, You can have a Victorian hey, – You can have Victorian It says, it says non-scientific elements. Right? It's a gas lamp fantasy, Doug? right? Doug? Yeah. yeah. Hey, Doug. Okay. Yeah. Doug? The fantastic Doug? elements are, are what okay. – Suck it. Do you remember so- – okay. The, the comic book saga. They travel around in a tree – that is a rocket ship. It works. All right. 23, Doug. All right, 23. We don't have to use it, but we need to we move can't. On. We've already rolled this one before. Gangster. Yeah. I'm so going to roll again. Space gangster. 76, Doug. <laughs> what is this? Future noir. Yeah! How? <laughs> the kit. We got Sherlock it. Sherlock Holmes in space. Done. Next. No, the description says hybrids of other works of fiction, including film noir, science fiction, or cyberpunk. Concentrating more on science fiction themes. Done. We How do you do, do that? Space it's a opera. spaceship that runs on IBM punch cards. Yeah. No technology. Victorian style. Can't do it. No, yeah, not, we can. It's not no technology. It's, Gas vic- lamp is- it, it's, it's Victorian in style. All right, so Which we have to we have to invent a new power. Okay. Oh, um, what's the perfect example of this? That uh, video game that came really out, I was going to say twenty leagues under uh, twenty thousand leagues under no, the sea. The video game that came out recently, Dishonored. Um, Dishonored. Dishonored. That's yeah. Dishonored is that in fact almost exactly yeah. What if it just runs on it's British? Dark and it's dark. <laughs> it just runs on the British Empire. All right, so we've got a space opera. Let's let's focus on space opera, and then we'll deal with technology right. second, right? Well, the so, whole thing is Victorian would just be how we how we kind of word it. Yes, right. So 
noir. What's the noir? I can I can never say that word. Noir. Yeah, without without sounding like I'm trying to be a shitty French girl. Yeah, that's what most people who speak French just sound to me. <laughs> I, I have to say, I would say, oh, this is a noir. 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 Everyone has a noir. It's my favorite color, noir. <laughs> noir. So it's a no- so space, space noir. opera. Well, no, we, let's we, think. We, let's think noir, right? Like, yeah. let's think noir first, and then we'll then we'll. When I think space opera, and specifically Victorian, future noir, I want to make the movie yeah. Zulu, but in space. I don't know Zulu. I haven't seen it. Neither have I. I've seen Zoolander. Really? Yeah. I've, seen Zulu. I've seen Zulu. Okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Basically, yeah. it's uh, the uh, British Empire fighting those dirty savages. Right. There's like 30 British soldiers like in, the meaning in of a life. fort with my cocaine. Except for real and serious. Everyone. And then there's like 15,000 Zulus trying to break in, and they win just by the might and main of the British Empire. Yeah. And then when, uh, w- when they do win, you go... These guys are assholes. Oh yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> it's like, you're you're killing these poor people, like in ugh. their country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And these superhuman you went warriors, there. they who run like thirty to forty miles a day, being an to army. get there. Yeah, yeah, to get there. Like the wrong people win. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is basically Zulu is how the James Cameron's Avatar should have ended. Yeah. So, <laughs> Does noir have a mystery? Is that is that the fundamental component? Of Not noir? necessarily. It's no, just, it's, it's just it's dark. Actually, yeah, it's it's usually just like tonally a crime novel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's not the seedy underbelly. Of yeah, things. I mean, there there is a mystery because there's something to be solved. It's like there's a guy going around punching people. I need to stop him from punching people. But I don't know who he is. Yeah, so I got to figure out who this guy is. Let me go to the place where he's punching people. Hey, bartender, t- describe to me the guy who is punching people. What's it to you, Mac? We're, if we're going basic noir, murder. Murder is the best. And we got it, uh, femme fatale. But space opera is like epic. And huge. Yes. So planet hopping? Space planet hopping, damn. murder, space femme station. fatale. Space station, murder on a space Even, station. Even, yeah. Murder on a space In fact, it could be called murder on a space station. <laughs> space station murder. Clearly, station, because you murder. have grown a beard, you're the murderer. Yes. <laughs> Beards cannot grow in space. <laughs> Beards cannot grow in space. Uh, okay, so what if it's an investigator? Uh, constable. Constable. Let's think. Because he's Victorian. You remember the magistrate yeah. in the in the Conan comic where Conan breaks in the God in the Bowl? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We've, Con- we've referenced this yeah. particular story several times. Yeah, Conan, Conan breaks into this treasure hoard and he gets in there and walks in a room at the same time as a guard does. And then between them is a man who's been strangled to death. And, and neither the, of them have done it. Right, neither of them have done it, but the guard's like, you killed this man. And Conan's like, I'm just here to steal things. Because <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He yeah. killed this guy, no problem. He's like, you killed him. He's like, you fucking say that again. I'll kill you. You killed him. Yeah. Like, I, 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 just I just got, got here. here. Yeah. I just got here. I'm here to steal shit. Yeah. And then we the magistrate came. Conan. The magistrate comes in and he's like, whoa, what happened? And this guard's like, yeah, dude, well, I'm going to fucking run him through right now. And Conan's like, you fucking try it. And uh, the magistrate's like, whoa, everybody, calm down. The jit <laughs> tries to cut through the shit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, hold on. This guy was strangled. Like, did you, you, have, you have a sword? You have a sword. So yeah, he man. has his sword out. You know what yeah. he's, he's like, what, why would you strangle a man? He's like, I didn't. What, this guy probably did it to hide the fact that he has a spear because he's a corrupt guard. And he's like, I didn't do it. And the magistrate's like, shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just what if, it's, what if it's like this kind of guy where there's an empire of, like, magical spacefarers? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, think like the Star Wars Empire, mm-hmm. evil empire, mm-hmm. and he's a magistrate who's not corrupt, mm-hmm. and something happened. So he's Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, Lieutenant, well, Lieutenant yeah. Gordon. 
Lieutenant Gordon. Le- Lieutenant. Lieutenant Gordon. Yes, Lord Vader. <laughs> Quiet. Please don't kill me. I'm not corrupt. Or, um... You're not corrupt? Shit. Where the hell were you going with this? Totally blanking on the guy's name now. Describe him. Now, we've already done a noir murder mystery in space when yes. we did a dark light year. Yeah. yeah. About bird people and lizard people. Yeah. yeah. And, so let's go and less it was, silly. it was the pig people the whole time. Grand Budapest Hotel. Wes Anderson? But Grand Budapest, the uh-huh. he was the, the constable. He was the good guy in the army. He was the well, he wasn't the good guy. Edward Norton. Yes, Edward Norton. Yeah. Okay, his character. Yes, he was like a good guy in a bad fucking situation. Yeah, he still had to do bad things just because of the organization. Maybe I'm I'm trying to think. Or would he be a good guy within his organization? He's doing bad things because this is this is just beside the point. Well, I want to get, get back to plot. Writing. So things have gone missing. This guy's looking into it. Leads mm-hmm. to a big conspiracy. That's, yes. that's very noir, right? Um, mm-hmm. Buffalo Soldier style? Okay. Buffalo Soldier is a movie about a guy who's in Germany after World War II, and he just runs a smuggling ring. I thought it was about Bob Marley. <laughs> it isn't. Um, anyways. So it's... So I told I, you these genres don't mix. <laughs> so I told you. No, that, no. We need, the, we no, need a we, plot. We, we don't have a plot. Yeah, we don't we have... Got, it's not, noir is, is taking up too much of the, of the, of, of the plot. Part. No, because the, no, yeah, the no, other stuff not. is just flavor. Yeah, no, the other like stuff the, is just flavor. Noir implies a plot that we're that we're trying. So, that's no, what we're trying to. The thing out. is, I want I want a femme fatale. I can agree with that. If, if we're going, if noir we're is boring to me. No, if we're no, if we're no, if we're going with noir, I want a femme fatale. We've done noir like four times. We haven't done one with a femme fatale. <laughs> you know what? I think Doug is right. We have done <sighs> noir. Remember, is we so have boring. done it. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, our first episode. Let's re-roll the noir. Yes. Yeah. So just the last Doug, one. Go ahead. In fact, when are we ever going to do Curse Breaker? Because I want to do it. Yeah. That's for Patreon backers uh, someday. <laughs> when we when we get a Patreon. Yeah. yeah. When Chris O'Dowd answers our emails. <laughs> I've only. No, it's six. funny. No, because that was Dom Hall Gleason, wasn't it? In the in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. You could just make that movie with Dom Hall Gleason. Ah, we already did that one. Shit. What's our number? Twenty-four, the highest number. You know, I really want to add. Ah, I think this will be great. Twenty-four, gentleman thief. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, done. Okay. all right, all right. So something closer to centers around a particularly well-behaved <laughs> and apparently well-bred thief. They rarely bother with anonymity or force, preferring to rely on charisma, physical attractiveness, or clever misdirection to steal the most unobtainable objects. Sometimes. For their own support, but mostly for the thrill of the act itself. All right. So, what's the MacGuffin? Gas, the gas lamp setting. So, so it's almost like in space. It's almost like um, trip to the moon with Han Solo. Firefly. Yes. Like Firefly, where Mal doesn't hide who he is or anything. Yeah. But uh, he's like, I'm a pirate. But but now it's it's less based on but sci-fi and more like I fly in a in a, in a boat. That has sails, light sails, solar sails. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the British crown jewels are. Is this so no, not for, no, no, no. We need a better. We need a, a weirder. MacGuffin. I think it needs to be more magical and less yeah. like disguised technology. Oh, well, when you say Victorian, I just that. Yeah, directly. Yeah, you relates. want crown so this, jewels. But now remember, that is fantasy. Clever. It's the gas lamp fantasy. So it is magic is yeah. allowed. What, what if the movie is that it starts with him stealing the MacGuffin, and the rest of it is the bad guys trying to get it back? Yes, and he's trying to play. Multiple sides. sides against each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost like that. Almost sounds like Elbarak. Like snatch. Another Robert E. Howard reference. <laughs> we we'll go back to Robert E. Howard. Um, okay, so he steals. What does the bad guy have that upsets the balance of power? That he's like <laughs> the I'm thing take that it. the thing that makes him immortal. Immortality. What, what if it's something that affects multiple people, not just one? Okay, I'm gonna um, say that, or if it's more of like a, a power source, um, something that people worship, or you know, even, or even just information. Like damaging information, and he has it. He's not even going to use it. But a gentleman thief, 
doesn't deal in information as much as like just the object to add to his personal okay. collection sort of thing. You All know? Right. He doesn't even want it for him. Yeah. Just the fact that he stole it yeah, is, yeah. What do, is what does it. Which is what modern day hackers kind of really are most of the time. Well, the ones that you that get interviewed, the actual corporate <laughs> ones aren't. Yeah. Do you remember the, um, the that that onion onion article video about uh, Le Jaguar, the gentleman thief who is <laughs> the, the 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 world the world fencing champion once again has to deny that he is Le Jaguar, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and he's and like the, they quote him and the thing it's like Le Jaguar me absurd perhaps with those incompetent police officers could you know could could see the error of their ways basically like just insulting yeah. the cops all the time and it's clearly he is Le Jaguar there's no way this guy's not him <laughs> and they even show a file photo of Le Jaguar and it's him with just a little black bandit mask over his eyes and it's just they put it up next to his official photo it's the exact same photo <laughs> so I picture that's the gentleman thief yes. sort of equivalent you know? Le Jaguar like, the guy who has Le Jaguar it's oh, like, no, oh no but the whole thing is he has to be Victorian so what would be the Victorian Carrie Elwes okay alright so Carrie Elwes is in space right what does he steal i think he would steal something we've got an evil empire okay the pearl of mars because if it's a space opera you need an overarching the andromeda jewel you say the pearl of mars and i think the joke is that he gets there to steal the pearl of mars but it's just some it's the emperor's wife and he steals her. Yeah, very well. Like, <laughs> that would, that would, that would, and he totally would. That's the that thing. That would be yeah. funny. Like, that's very, let's do this. It's almost like uh Because then you just say gentleman thief, whatever the guy's name is, no, and the Pearl the, of Mars. And the, and the whole thing is I, the best part stealing, is be, We're stealing from something. When, and she'd when, be like, well, fine, I'll head out. It'll yeah. be fine. Like, I'll she, be fine. And she's, like, she's like, I want to leave here forever. Like, yeah, please go. take me. Mm-hmm. What, what movie her. is like that? There's movies like that. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of movies or books. No, no, no. Where a thief shows up to take something, but it's a person. And he's like, uh, and they're like, we need to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going he's with you. Like, he's like, okay. Well, I guess that ha- did happen in Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Well, entangled specifically, yes. mm-hmm. which uh, was surprisingly good. Of course, yeah. Well, it was, it was better than it. Frozen. Yeah. They rewrote it. It was supposed well, to be the prince saves her and everything like that, and then the girls are like, "That's bullshit." So they're like, "Well, what if we do this?" And the girls, are what like, if Han Solo shows yeah. up and she's like in charge? Yeah. What if what if he fights a horse with a pan and goes, "This is the weirdest thing I've ever done," <laughs> <laughs> and little kids were like. That was Sold. The, yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite moment of the whole film. All right, so we it's have Carrie Elwes in space. I like the Pearl to Mars. So what's his name? Carrie Elwes. Fuck it. No, I, I think um, we can call can't it be the British Pearl. because Victorian our British dude. is not great. The problem with Victorian fiction now is Mitchell and Webb has ruined it for me because now I just think of Queen Victoria going, "Yes, <laughs> do you <laughs> smell cum?" <laughs> Hello, what? it's not Victorian. <laughs> the crazy thing about Victorian. She was wider than she was tall when she died. Fuck. You she just was, made that up. No. She was about she was almost like six feet wide. What? You talk yeah, about are like just, are, are you just are you just talking about this, the way she's depicted in a dress? No, Queen Victoria. The time? Like, no, when she died she was actually wider than she was tall. But she was she, who was she Pizza the Hut? Like <laughs> that shit. I like how you went not Jabba the Hut, no, but no, Pizza, Pizza the, the Hut. Hut. And he ate himself to death. <laughs> this will not be a retraction. <laughs> retraction, Victoria was not six feet wide yes. and five feet tall. No, she probably wasn't six feet wide. I can't believe No. Yeah. Queen. I need a source on that information. Yeah, she effectively story. turned into a hockey player. All right. So anyway, <laughs> guy's name. Um, they rolled her into her grave, literally. Edmund no, we, Sir. We, I like I like Le Jaguar as yeah, a reference. The, yeah. So. The Space Jaguar. The Cutpuss. <laughs> the Dirge. The Dirge. Hi, I'm the Sir Dirge. Dirge. But the whole thing is the Dirge <laughs> is like sadder. No, you're thinking of it as the song. Dirge okay. is also a kind of dagger. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. The dag. Yeah. The dirge. That works. 
Dirge is raps, a good first name for a scoundrel space gentleman with a pistol kind mm-hmm. of Dirge something. Dirge York. Sir Dirge. Um, no, because he has to be an Esquire. And you can't be an Esquire and a Sir. Well, he's, he's studying to become a lawyer or a barrister. <laughs> I exclusively defend myself. I put on, they let me put on the wig. Sweet deal. <laughs> <laughs> I like Dirge, though. Dirge is good. Where we go from there? Okay. So what is he stealing? Okay, it can't be Mars because it's way too much. Like the Pearl of yeah, Mars. Yeah, it's yeah, way too much like Princess yeah. of Mars. All right. Neptune? Andromeda. Titan. Titan. The Pearl of Titan. That's not bad. Is it? In, but it doesn't even have to be in our solar system. I mean, space opera, we can go any fucking way. Yeah, you know? but I mean, the more familiar, the better. Like, Titan could, like, what are we really? Like, the Pearl be, it, of a it, it, thing we made up. Like, <clears throat> Titan is is real and tangible. It helps. Mm-hmm. But no one would necessarily, by hearing the title, it's just like a literal Titan or the planet or yeah, the, the planetoid. That's good. You know? I like that. The moon Titan. I'm a fan. You know? The Pearl of Titan. The Pearl of Titan. Is that okay? So he has to steal the pearl of Titan. <clears throat> Turns out it's a woman, mm-hmm. and it's like the dirge is at it again. Yeah, he <laughs> broke in. He stole it. He broke into the lustrous castle, and, and she's like, "We can go." Yeah, he's, he's like, I, I "Get want her, me out of here!" No, I want her to even like be really like weirdly matter of fact. Was like, "No, this is fine." Not even super excited. We're like, "No, this is fine." Like, are you another suitor? <laughs> no. <laughs> Where could the, be? Where's the pearl? <laughs> she's like, "I'm the pearl." Yeah, I bet you are. Yeah, okay. and then, and then they, one and then, that'll be yeah. tough to crack. And then they just they have to chase him down, and they fall in love. Yeah, and then he leaves her on a planet at the end. She's yeah. like, Dirge! Yeah. <laughs> You're free. You're free, darling. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm off to steal again. The joke is that when he kidnaps her, if she's an alien, if she has like if she's like blue lady or green lady alien in her culture, that's how you marry somebody. So the joke is that that's he's way that too much like <laughs> that's, way, that's way too much yeah. like Princess of Mars. Is it? Well, remember because he's like. He's like, you are my princess, and 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 uh, well, I will protect you. And she's you know, like, yeah. and and then she goes red because like that means they're married. Well, I mean, <laughs> the fact that that he kidnaps her like that alone is considered whatever. That's, whatever. that's used so much. That's, it is, yeah. But it's the, the, the it's, u- it's used in uh, Game of Thrones. The yeah. gentlemanly the strong, song of ice and fire. But for the gentlemanly character to have to deal with uh, mm. an overly attached person that that he he was <laughs> he's looking for money. What he got was a person, right, right. but it's still fun. You know, no, he's looking for a thrill. True. She's always wanted a thrill. He's always wanted lots of money. So. She's like, oh, well, like, what if she's, like, talking it up? Like, she's like, she's like, I bet I'm worth tons of money. I bet we could get a lot out of them before you ever have to hand me over. You know, and she's like, just go out in the galaxy. But then again, once he, ca- once he takes this person, the thrill of stealing her, you know, it's kind of done. You know, like, what's he's gotten away with her. <laughs> well, it's not like he can add her to the collection on his ship. Then that's how they develop. That's where the rom well, That's well, where well, this about- accidentally became a rom-com. Okay, so what's, what's the Hitchcock movie? To Catch Thief. Yeah, To Catch the Thief. De- that character's definitely gentleman thief. Well, doesn't steal he was doesn't steal anything the entire film. Yeah, yeah. So I think stole my heart. Oh, <laughs> and Grace <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, Grace Kelly stole a lot of <laughs> stole more from me than just my heart. <laughs> What'd you steal? Your, well, your, your well, yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I I just don't know. Is I felt something happen in here. I felt like I lost something important. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get it back. <laughs> Okay, so I like how Max has been oddly quiet because he's wrong. Because he can't find the facts. He's like, "Well, I got this." He's been on his phone. Somewhere. He's been on his phone this whole time looking up a fact that apparently he had wrong. Well, it's no, I was looking right. up on Wikipedia, but I can find it. I just was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Rule of the internet!" In the, in, in twenty sixteen, if you can't find it in thirty seconds, you're wrong. It's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just interested in all the Wikipedia facts. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you were participating. Yeah. Did okay. You know, so, she was the last monarch of the House of Hanover. Yes. 
Fascinating. Yeah. No, I actually <laughs> did know that. That's not that impressive. <laughs> All right. So is that our movie, guys? Yes. The, per- the Pearl of Titan. Right. The Pearl of Titan. It's, is it is it Dirge and the Pearl of Titan or Dur- just the Pearl of Titan? I, I, well, I think if it was a book, it would be like James Bond and then the yes. Pearl of Titan, mm-hmm. right? So, so this is the Dirge, Dirge Sherlock, Jim Dirge, Dirge, Dirge <laughs> John Ham- Dirge, <laughs> Dirge Hamlock, and the Pearl of Titan. Skip Dirge. What's Skip. the what's, what's no? What's the Skip. what's the most English? What's the most English last name you can you can come up with? Bestfordshire. <laughs> Bestford, Dirge Bestford, and the and the Pearl of Titan. I think I think Pearl of Titan's cool enough. The Pearl of Titan, yeah. Oh, but I want I want more. Well, I, think, Dur- I, I want more Dirge novels. James later. Bond is not a very British yeah. The first name. one's Doctor No. There's no James Bond in any movie title, and it's, in fact, it's not even the title of the books. It's a it's like Live and Let Die, a James Bond novel. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's never James Bond. So it'd be and, the and Pearl of Titan. Yeah, Pearl of Titan. In in the famous Dirge series. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pearl the of Titan. Theft yeah. of the Pearl of Mars, or, or Pearl of Titan. Or Part of the Chronicles of the Dirge. <coughs> yeah, the yeah. Dirge Chronicles. The Dirge Chronicles. All right. Dirge Diggler. We've got it. <laughs> no. <laughs> you f- fuck you. <laughs> dirge. All right. Although, again, on record, <laughs> on record, <laughs> on record, on record, <laughs> Max has found no proof <laughs> that she was as wide as she is tall. That's what I got. She's barely five feet tall. Uh, yeah, we knew she was short. Not that inch. she was six feet wide. <laughs> no, it wasn't six feet. She had a fifty-inch waist. That is not even close. Yeah. Well, she was. She wasn't five feet tall. She had a fifty-inch waist. So I heard it on NPR. I guess they were the Sotheby's lady. They were selling her underpants. Oh. And they said she was as wide. Do tell. <laughs> but apparently, to this, she was not. All right. Yeah, that makes total sense because then you would have to be incredibly wide. <clears throat> oh yeah, she was. No, no, I mean to, like... I should imagine her mouth as being like Jabba the Hutt's. Like, if she's that wide, it, it like, reaches from shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. No, there's and no way. Oh, oh, it opens oh, like a frog's right. mouth. I, I, I do want to check this up. I heard recently that your neck is exactly half this, the area of your waist. What? No, because your neck gets bigger if you work it out. And your waist <coughs> doesn't stay the same weight, the width. Liam, I actually heard if your face... It's as big as his <laughs> really? hand. You have <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So let's test that out real quick. <laughs> I heard if your foot is as big as your Johnson, <laughs> ladies can tell without having to ask. Wow. <laughs> I heard that we need to record this fucking trailer. Yeah, yeah we do. This just in, that rascal Korea thief, the Dirge, has broken into the most secure vault in the solar system. Yes, that very same private horde of the dastardly Count of Titan, Phoban. Information is still sparse on what was stolen, but if this reporter was a betting man, he'd wager that the bounty was the much-rumored Pearl of Titan. Who are you? Surely, you've heard of the Scoundrel of Rigel, the Sword of Canis Major. The Sword of... The Inimitable Dirge! Ha <laughs> Now, where's the jewel? What jewel? The pearl. The pearl of Titan. I'm here to relieve it of its confines. That's me! I'm Pearl. Oh no. Uh, I'm terribly sorry, miss. There seems to be some miscommunication. No, no, no. You gotta take me with you. Get me out of here. I'm afraid I don't do hostages. No, I'm useful. I promise. Word is that Count Phoban is none too happy with the response from the IGP. 
trust in us, Count. We'll find the bastard. See that you do. The deepest pity is reserved for those that disappoint me. I can't stand that prick. Breaking news! The IGP has the dirge in hot pursuit, and initial reports are saying that the government of Titan has given a verdict of no confidence. Their navy has arrived in full force. Get out of the way! I can fly my own ship, damn it. Not as well as you shoot. Get on the guns. We aren't moving fast enough. We'd move faster if we had less mass. Did you have to have such a big lunch? Damn you, Dirge. If we survive, I'm gonna kill you. Then I'll be certain to die gloriously, if just to deny you the pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bad Storytellers, now presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom, or subscribe and stream us from Google Play. I've been your host, Josh LaForge, and I'd like to thank my writing group again, Doug Banks, Liam Malone, and Max Wessel. Now remember, as listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and Bad Storytellers on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.